Hello, welcome to the Honest War Game. I'm your host, Rob, for this Age of Sigma Monday show, and I'm joined by Mr. James Powell. Whoop, 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 whoop. James, welcome ahoy, back ahoy. to the welcome back to the show. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. What up, chat? Hello, chat. We're live on Twitch. In fact, I've realised I haven't told everyone that we're live, James. So let's get on that, shall we? Uh, we can be the... like secret online. Yeah, so, secret online. Three minutes. So actually, this is the first Monday that we've done, ladies and gentlemen in the chat, in a while. Um, I've been in Canada. Nate, too thanks popular. For, thanks for Grima for subscribing. Not too popular. That's not the case. So I was in I was in Canada, and then James has been off uh, in doing all sorts of adventures. He's been at 18 weddings, I think that's the correct uh, amount of weddings. Uh, 432 weddings. <laughs> yes. And, uh, <laughs> and Mr. Nathan Prescott has been on a world tour. He's currently in Croatia. Last week, he was at a glitter festival. No, that's not true. Last week, it was at an EDM festival in a forest. And then the weekend before that, he was at a glitter festival. And so uh, it's, impossible to, it's impossible to pin him down. But I promise you, he returns next week angry and obsessed with, uh, with what's happening with Gits, I think. Uh, although I'm not sure if he's actually angry. Uh, but today's Is show... Is Nathan ever angry? Has he ever been... No, no, never. Uh, there was that one time you had to change the base size. That was it. Oh, yeah, that was a good night, though. It was a great night, I thought. That was a great night. Um, but uh, hello. Oh, it's back to school day. Oh, that's correct, Max. Hello, Max, you babe. Uh, Max's latest model is phenomenal. Anyway, let me just catch up. We'll talk to the chat in a second because it's James. This is a bit of a James Robin the chat show. So if you listen to this as a podcast... Uh, do be aware of that. And if you're watching back on YouTube, do be aware of that as well. Thanks very much for liking, subscribing, and all that other chats. Uh, because today's show, we're going to be looking at the upcoming releases for Age Sigma. And we're going to be talking about what we would maybe like to see. Uh, because there's actually a roadmap, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and it'll be fun to, fun to talk about what we might want to see over the next couple of months. Especially as James has been kind of like spending the summer partying in real life. And as we know, Warhammer's more of a winter affair. Uh, so uh, always a winter affair. It's... When it's cold outside, go in with the sweaty nerds. Yeah, when it's cold outside, it's time to lose your pride on the tabletop of miniature wargaming. I think that's the that's the rhyme. I think the children. That style. one also works, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Uh, questions as to whether or not Nathan is leading a sex cult is ones we, as the honest wargamer, are unwilling to comment on. But all I'll say is uh, this. Let's <coughs> go. Damn these electric sex bands! Right, you can't hear that, but James, sorry, but I'll try and get that's that sorted. I can get, I can guess. Uh, Battle squid, great, great little thing. All right, so that's what we're going to do today. James, catch me up with how you're doing, uh, because there's a bit of a, a bit of news just come out from uh, the internet, and I want to go catch up on it. So, James, how have you been? What have you been up to? Catch us yeah. up. You've got friends yeah. in the chat. People are like, "What you doing? <clears throat> how you doing? All those things." Pretty, pretty good. Pretty well. Uh, been been kind of like plodding along <coughs> been to several weddings oh no no one wedding one wedding lots of places that's how thrown my head is uh so i've done lots of like real life stuff i guess oh yeah um which is weird like it's weird to have done so much real life stuff i think uh, so done a wedding been traveling went down south for a wedding stayed for a bit saw a castle that was nice um else have we done went to the lake district for like a long weekend uh pootled about the lake district computer games yeah to the lake district Mm -mm, bonjour 
Oh yeah, getting getting little fillers. Went and watched Book of Mormon in Nottingham. I'm so jealous because you didn't tell me you were here, and I was like, I'm here. Then you thought I was in Canada. Well, in my head, you were in Canada, so I was like, oh, he's in Canada. He doesn't care. I super I'm care. I, I was poorly care. though. I've still got a cough, so I was a bit poorly, and it. So I had Book of Mormon tickets three and a half years ago, I think. Is it the first time you've seen it? Yeah. So I had them three and a half years ago, and then our friend COVID appeared. Yes. Um. <clears throat> so I had that drama, <coughs> um, and uh, it was coming to Birmingham, and it got flat cancelled, like flat cancelled, not really like done nothing they just gave me my money back and left um so i was really sad about that so then i got a thing to say oh this is happening again uh but nottingham so i booked a ticket and then then i was poorly and i kept coughing and i was like have i got covid because if i've got covid i'm going to miss this again um so i was a bit upset about that I think I did four. It was the first time I've done multiple tests. So I think I did four. Uh, so I did four lateral flow tests, all negative, fine, when it's incredible. So if you haven't seen it and you like South Park, Trey Parker, Matt Stone sort of humour, you should go. Yeah, so most, most, people many... don't, most people don't know that Book of Mormon, which is a musical, an out-and-out musical that's won several, oh, what they call Tony Awards, which is kind yep. of the Oscars of the uh, board and musical uh, <coughs> like frame. They, uh, they, um, uh, yeah, the, it's the people that wrote South Park and Team America, uh, and they won loads of awards for it. It's apparently incredible. I say apparently. I already know. I've seen it twice. It's amazing. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. But I, also hilarious, like how many people didn't know. So as we're like walking through the auditorium, the like intermission, people were just like, "Oh, it's a, it's a bit crass." I was like. So what do you expect? And then someone was like, I heard it by those people that made South Park with like disgust. I was like, isn't that isn't that its main selling point? That's literally its main selling point. <laughs> like it's so main yeah, selling so that was point. an odd experience. But it was really good. Really enjoyed it. Oh, great. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, gl I'm glad you did. I played Warhammer this weekend, uh, although if you listen to the Stat Centre earlier today, you already know that, uh, or Spare Playering. I've put Spare Playing quite a few events now, James, uh, and I've been loving it. Like, I just nip in, I write a terrible list, and then I uh, uh, I play some Warhammies and, and, and have some fun, which is uh, really good. The other the other week, James, I don't know if you saw the picture, um, I, obviously I'm running the event, so I guess it's my event, um, but I played for the entire weekend, um, and then uh, I gave myself an award. I did see. I saw the photo. Um, and it's also, they're not your events, aren't they? Don't the events belong to the Twitch chat? They always event belong to, everything belongs to the Twitch chat. That's, yeah, that's exactly, true. Yeah, exactly, right? What up, Twitch chat? How are you doing? All right, right. So, James, let's dive straight in, yeah? Let's look at the hot news, shall we? Uh, because there's some good news. There's a bunch of news. But should we start out with a bit of, like, spice melange? Uh, it's rare that we get an opportunity to talk about some spice melange on a... Yeah, um... let's talk about some spice melange. <laughs> okay, I don't think that's actually French. Uh, but let me just go Whoa. see. Uh, James... You told me you spoke perfect French. That's true. James, ask me if I'd work at Games Workshop ever again. Do I want to? Yeah, just ask me. Will I be allowed in the building? Uh, would you ever work at Games Workshop again? <coughs> I made a vow. Never to return to that cag house ever, ever again. <laughs> so okay, there's a little, there's a little thing that says a thing. It's funny. All right, okay, right. So uh, that's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a segue uh, 
to this. Uh, Warhammer TV Peach, one of my old co-workers, I don't know if anyone has seen this, has just announced that he's going to be leaving Games Workshop. Uh, today sees my last day working at Games Workshop after 20 plus incredible Ooh. years. I've decided to take the big plunge into the wider world. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to be part of so many incredible projects, work on so many talented people. Games Workshop uh, and the community have always been my second family, but now it's time for me to move on, do some stuff for me. As my wife always says, plant for growth, it needs to be repotted. This is not the end, a new beginning. Stay tuned. Love, Peachy. Oh my goodness, James. And, and Peach is the Warhammer TV guy, because I'm bad. I am I am bad. At yeah. Warhammer so it was Duncan. People. Yeah. Then it was Duncan and me. Yeah. Then it was Duncan and Peachy. Yeah. Then it was just Peachy. <coughs> then yep. it was Peachy and Louise. Yeah. Uh, like I'm, I'm obviously talking about people that people liked. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, uh, and then that's 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 where we're at now. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, will it, will so do he... we know where he's going? We don't know where he's going. Although, obviously, rumor abound. Rumor. Will he uh, just be? Will he just uh, do stage and musical performances of TV's Sharp, starring Sean Bean? Maybe. That that's, would be exciting. That's correct. Uh, maybe he uh, will get into uh, the adult miniature like uh, market. Who knows? That's Nathan's market, and if he goes there, we will have to kill him. <laughs> okay, yeah. If you tread on that, we fight you. We <laughs> Just fight say you, Peachy. It. Yeah, that's it. Um, Peachy Paints is being suggested in the chat, which I think is funny. Uh, when are going to realise that people of the talent are driving them out? Who knows? But uh, that's some pretty significant news. I think he's worked, like he says in his tweet, he's worked there over 20 years. So pretty incredible stuff. Uh, so I just thought I'd bring that out. So good luck to Mr. Peach, wherever he decides to land in his travels. Uh, if you'd like to come on the show, Peach, you're more than welcome uh, to have a chat. Um, uh, if which... he's going to work for Duncan Rhodes, well, he wouldn't come that'd be drama. But Why would, would that be, be drama? You what? Because he'd be bottling paint. <laughs> Is that where he's going? To work in the I'm Duncan Rhodes? I'm still waiting for my paint. He's, he's going still to work in it. That's in a... my head, there's just Duncan on a machine. I got an email that was like, we're a bit delayed. We're bottling it ourselves and all. I could think was Duncan being like, oh, if, if it was only one thick coat, this wouldn't take as long. <laughs> just, just pouring the paint with what? Like, a, is this, What is this that we're doing physically? You can't see this puller. in the podcast. This is a paint, paint puller, puller, like a pint. Yeah, you like put the t fruit in and then pull the handle and then it's paint. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, so um, maybe he's, he's so he clearly is going to be like a, I guess, kind of like a uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory style umpa lumpa in the Duncan Rhodes paint pulling factory, I guess. Uh, so it's going to be two. Um, uh, looking forward to that. That's going to be pretty fun. But like you still, oh, it, on the on my delayed stream, you were still pulling paint, <laughs> <laughs> still pulling paint, still pulling paint. Uh, All right, anyone watching on podcast, we're just basically pulling a handle. Like we were in a pub, that but we, it makes pain, <laughs> not fear. Right, okay, next bit of news. Next bit of news coming out of the G-dubs relating to Age of Sigma. Before we kind of get to the main point of the show, um, is... Oh, before we go any further... Please ask me... Go on. Serious question. Yeah, I'm ready. How much did it cost the Honest Wargamer to have Peachy announce leaving GW at the same time we went live? <laughs> that was in no way <laughs> timed. No way. Let me just PayPal him. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> we have to check with his boss first. Uh, <laughs> see, see how much money he can make. Uh, <laughs> um, right, yeah. Oh, that means more videos from that guy with that weird accent that nobody else has, says Battle Squid. Don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, okay. Right, okay. So the next bit of news is Black Lightning Strikes as Eternus, Blade of the First Prince, storms into battle. Um, storms into battle. Uh, so... Uh, we know that the, there's a, actually there's another bit of gossip actually. So if you guys weren't keeping track, guys, girls, MBs, everyone in the world, if you weren't keeping track, then um, the Slaves to Darkness book was leaked a few months ago. So this is the upcoming Slaves to Darkness uh, book uh, coming out probably towards Christmas, something like that. However, it was leaked and we saw a bunch of pictures from the water from the book inside. The story is though, James, that the guy is being sued. For his uh for his thingy, but I like again unfounded rumor. Um, what the guy that leaked it? The guy that <coughs> leaked it, yeah. Do I we know he, who leaked it? I think he worked inside the printers. Like that's what we're thinking. That's the current like Honest War Gamer detective agency. Um, okay. And how do they prove who leaked it? Uh, how do they prove who leaked it? Well, I think yeah. he, I think he's in the picture. Oh. Like, <laughs> Probably a... not a great idea. <laughs> if you're gonna leak something. Probably not a good idea to be like <laughs> thumbs <laughs> with the war scrolls, and then also I think leaking stuff is a bit dumb, right? Because like at the moment it seems like a super big deal. Like when like did we we saw a leak of I don't know how we saw a leak of it, but we saw a leak of um, uh, the new Demon Primark for forty k, right? So we saw that leak already. Right, and then yeah. they had to showcase it, and that's kind of like one of those benchmark big deals where you're like, "Oh shit, that's a big deal," but it's not worth being sued over. Like, just chill out a little bit. Do yeah. I mean? Well, like, the person that's leaking it's not getting anything, right? No. Well, Miniac does have a massive YouTube channel, so like that's a big bonus for him. And he leaked the Demon Prince. All of the leaks actually have been Miniac for for decades. Okay. Even before he was born, nice. it was Miniac. That's a good thing. What? So what? Like in the eighties when GW started? Yeah, he just he just he like I think he, he was, was still born. leaking them. He was like Polaroiding, posting them to people's houses, <coughs> sorted, <laughs> printing them at Kodak shop. Six by four, singing the negatives out. Print your own. <laughs> it's just him. It's just him all the time. I need to nice. clip. I need to clip a, a Miniac soundbite for the show because it's it's really funny. Miniac is the reason we don't have digital books as well uh, because of his leaks. Although we technically do have digital books. But that's a side note, anyway. Uh, I think the digital books are better now than they were before. <laughs> yeah, the digital books. I just like to put that out there. I like to I've say not that seen the... one. No, however, <laughs> me either. But if I was. <laughs> There's a couple of bonuses to the current digital books I really like. Number one, price point is excellent. Yeah, real good. Huge fan. Huge fan of the current price point. Uh, <laughs> right, anyway. Anyway, so Black Lightning Strikes is Eternus. Blade of the First Prince storms into battle. Okay, so we saw all this leaked previously. So Okay, uh, so I haven't seen this FMV thing. You haven't seen what? The leak? I've seen this guy. I haven't seen the video. Oh, what the... the oh, we're not going to watch the video. But can we just like that splash screen looks like it was in Shadow of the Horn Rat, the nineties Warhammer game. It Do you remember that it looks game? Like, it looks like Wrath of the Lich King. I feel like that they've tried to tie it in right in with Wrath of the Lich King at the same time. How do you time. think? Uh, did did you or the chat ever play Shadow of the Horn Rat? It was like a weird top-down 
hyper like pixelated best Warhammer game ever made. Putting that out there, I'll die on that hill. Wait, no, is this the one that's kind of like an RTS where you had yeah. like a bright wizard and you were like, yeah, yeah. Some cavalry. Alor. Yeah. I oh no, he wasn't. He was the amber wizard. My name is Alor. Wait, I is... fight for Earth, not you. That guy. <laughs> I play that game a lot. Wait, no, I no, I, I'm talking about Dark Omen. I'm talking about Dark uh, Omen. Yeah, so Dark Omen was the sequel of Shadow of the Horn Rat. I would love to complete that game because that was the hardest game I ever played. You can, right? But the whole chat, yeah. You can buy both of them, Shadow right. of the Horn Rat and I think Dark Omen on GOG, that whatever it stands for, GOG.com, yep. uh, and they're like five pounds. And about Shut up. Three years ago, I rebought Shadow of the Horn Rat because when I was a kid, it used to destroy me, and I never really ever won. And I was like, right, I'm an adult now. Got this. About six weeks later, I won it. <laughs> yeah, like that was exactly why I, I remember. Like I remember playing it again as an adult, and I was like, right, fucking focus this time, Rob. You're no longer a kid. Yeah, yeah. You've got this. And then I put it down, and I was like, this is impossible. Like, I might have to watch the tutorial anyway. Um, uh, by the way, GOG is not the word cock, Wolf Brother, and everyone else in the chat. It's good old games. Thank you very much. Oh, um, nice. It's, yeah. If anyone doesn't use it, it's actually quite cute. And and they do that weird thing where it's all freeware. So I think once you've bought it, people can just use it. and It's all on trust. Oh, nice. That's cute. All right. Love that. Love that. Um, okay. Thank you to Shintaro for resubscribing. Uh, okay, right. We'll get on with this. Okay, so there's a there's a video. We won't watch it, although I'm sure they tried really hard. Right, descending from the sky, a bolt in black line in Eternus, the blade of the Dark Prince. There's some actually real interesting lore here, James. Yeah, and actually this okay. is kind of really it's kind of exciting. Okay, so this guy is to Bellacor <coughs> what Archeon is to the the uh, the Chaos Gods. Okay. Does that make sense? So he's like the first lieutenant of Bellacor, right? That's the whipping jam. boy. Yeah, but a little bit more head. than that. Head whipping boy. boy. Head whipping boy. But Bellacor is currently trying, in the narrative, is trying to unseat Archeon as, like, the king of yep. chaos, right? That's what he's trying to do, right? And so this is kind of interesting because Eternus, this guy, right? I'm going to read the story because it's quite interesting. His and name's Eternus. His name is Eternus, yes. And so, so before we go further... Okay. This is how I am tonight, yeah. just so you're aware. So before before we go further, so he's a chaos mortal? He is a chaos gonna... mortal. Okay. Yeah. So so in theory he's a bloke. He's just a lad in yeah. good armour. Yeah. Could have so been when called he's... Arthur's at one point. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> when he's born, do you think he was born and his mum and dad were like Eternus? Eternus. Or was he like Gerald? And then when you become a Chaos Warrior, you get to pick a better name. Well, okay, yes and no, because I've got a couple of things to say about this. Number one, my favourite engineer is uh, Isambard Kingdom Brunel. Yeah? Okay. And that's a gangster name to become, yeah. like, a really famous engineer. So I kind of sometimes feel like big naming your kids, right, and not giving them the, like, oh, here's Gerald. No offence to anyone who's named that kid Gerald. Um, like, you've offended people enough. But, like, the... Uh, you know, you, 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 sometimes you think about having a kid, you think, I'm going to have to give them a big name, like, just in case that they really, like, make it. Yeah. Like, But a lot of actors... Yeah, yeah that's a good starting point, I guess. You'd be like, kid, 
you got to make it. So I'm going to call you Absmaster 3000. Absmaster <laughs> 3000. Next Arnold Schwarzenegger right there. Good. Tom, Tom Burton, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, I'm an engineer and I don't have a favorite engineer. You need to get King Isambard Kingdom Brunel is a great engineer. Um, uh, right, okay. Well, so this is a Turnus. Okay, it's a great question. Yeah. I like LLV says in the chat and also lovely to see him. It's kind of like the He-Man series, Fisto. Like, what came first, the name or did he fist people and became Fisto? That's the question. Yes, it's important. You need to know these things. You do need. If to anyone know. from Games Workshop is watching. Not Peachy, because he doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> uh, That's true. <laughs> could I have some narrative, please? <laughs> or Duncan. Uh, oh, he went game. ages ago. He, he went ages ago. Oh, he still owes me some pain. He does owe you fucking get pulling, Duncan. Come on, get pulling. <laughs> could I just tweet him every day? Day one. <laughs> Pate's still not here. Uh, hello, Shugo, in the chat. And also, do not date. Thanks for resubscribing, you absolute cutie. Uh, right, okay, so this guy. Let's read the story, because actually there's some really good underlying story here. The Blade okay. of the First Prince was once one of Archeon's Varengard, a champion of the Eighth Circle known as Arteris. When he renounced Archeon at the feet of the Dark Master, Kinky, he was thrust into lightning-racked, cursed skies. What does this remind you of, James? That swirl with the souls of slain Stormcast Eternals. Unable oh. to return to Azir, there was a he was th there. He was burned alive by divine lightning, only to be revived by Belakor, who breathed those trapped souls into him. Reborn as Eternus, this warrior pays for his immor um, immortality with undying fealty to Belakor. Yet this gift may be plucked from him, uh, the so-called Lord and traitors, just as quickly as it was conferred. So Eternus wages a desperate campaign to keep his master satisfied. Um, using spies and covert agents to further Belakor's plan to usurp Archeon as the exalted Grand Marshal of the Apocalypse, or, as Matt Barry would say, and he's become a massive prick. <laughs> you can't hear that yet. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So what we're, <laughs> what we're effectively seeing is a, thank you to Jog in the chat, a dark cast Eternus, Eternal. Also, it also answered my question. He had a different name before he was evil. It did, or yeah. super evil. Arterus. Not Arthas. <laughs> Do you think there'll be a moment where if he wins, he'll be like, what's his name now? Eternus? Eternus, what are you doing? Succeeding you. <laughs> Succeeding you. Boom. <laughs> uh, we are riffing on the fact that Games Workshop have heavily implied and or stolen the character of Arthas from Wrath of the Lich King, <laughs> who I think, who I think, and I'm not 100% certain this is true, um, is actually... Um, a riff off Rimmer from Red Dwarf. Not 100% certain I can validate that being true, but like something close. That's a good Reddit thread, though. <laughs> yeah. That's a good Reddit thread. <laughs> yeah, like you just imagine you start typing. The reason Arthas is like Rimmer from Red Dwarf, an essay. I, I would read that. Um, in interestingly, because yeah. <laughs> it's been um, brought up in the chat, yeah. someone said he looks very much like Vander's Hammerhand, which I feel makes more sense. Now he's technically basically a stormcast that's not good. Well, so he's a chaos, um, so he's a chaos stormcast, right? Like literally yeah. everything about him. They're remade, reborn. So he's a chaos stormcast, which is kind of interesting. A couple of little other bits. Um, his pose as a miniature is very very reminiscent of the OCR Bone Reapers uh, Xantos. Uh, also, you know also Vander's Hammerhand. Also, 
um, uh, the Chaos Lord and Karkatrak. So, like, they very much have, like, this is the hero pose pose now for these miniatures. Do you not think... I always think as, like, the cavalry heroes, especially ones that come in a box set, mm. almost always follow the same tangent. Because there's Vander Samahand. Yep. Now this guy. The Osiarch lad. Yep. The other Stormcast on Bird that's a hero who has he's got his sword to the side but is basically the same. The Lord Aquila on Palador. Yeah, that guy. Um, and I'd be really intrigued when someone gets one of these to know if his belly is sculpted or flat. Oh, yeah, underneath of the horse. Yeah. Uh, that is interesting. That is interesting. Great question. Great question. Um, we'll, uh, oh, I'm not sure. Also, like, so, like, I mean, there's lots to unpack there. Number one, uh, there must be a reason. They must know that they're riffing off the same models. Uh, like uh, Max Saul is saying in the chat, um, also is exactly the same pose as old Archeon on a horse. Yep. Which is oh, kind of You could reuse old Archeon on a horse. Yeah, you could use reuse old Archeon <laughs> as a horse. And then as... how, how much is that to Archeon? Because you're using him to undermine him. Exactly. Right. That's pretty good. And then, as LLV's pointed out in chat, he also looks like the famous painting of Napoleon, if you've ever seen it. Yeah. Right? So, like, I think that's what they're ripping off. I think they've got a picture of that up in their Walling Games Workshop. I can't confirm or deny, but next to the church might be several pictures of Napoleon. Not guaranteed to be true. Um, okay. Right. So, like, and then this kind of makes me question... So Bellacor is now is Bellacor Sigmar's equal in power? Not really certain it's true. And then if if that is true and Bellacor and Sigmar are kind of equal, are they going to be reducing the efficacy of Sigmar? Because he is just a god in a pantheon of gods. Yeah, is Bellacor, who I think is at godhood level now, like going to create basically are Chaos Warriors and Slaves to Darkness themselves going to become like literally dark cast Eternals? Like, which would be it seems it's probably like time for the poor Chaos Warriors. Yeah, I mean, because if you go through the Stormcast narrative, they've been losing their souls piece by piece through each yeah. reincarnation. So, like, now are they just kind of skipping ahead and being like, fuck it, we're just going to have Dark Cast Eternals? Is that the but, plan? Bellaclaw only has these little cloud shenanigans over a small area of the all the realms, right? It's not yes, everywhere. That's true. Yeah. So maybe he's got like. He can't, because because my problem is that in theory, Sigmar never fights because yeah. if he fights, he wins, right? In theory, yeah, is probably the idea. Yes. So the issue is right. If Bellacor's that strong, he just walks up to Archeon, duffs him. Then what happens? I don't. Or is know. it? Or is he too scared to duff him up? You see, because yeah, he, then he gets scarred. Never. He would never be able to duff him up. Like there's like. Because he's because of plot armor, James mainly. Yeah, and he puts him in the sword. The greatest of all weapons. I would love it <laughs> if like one of the war scrolls was like plot armor. This unit has a three up ward save. Like, one okay. up. One <laughs> one up ward. <laughs> Only fails if you roll sixteen ones on a row. <laughs> then loses one wound. One wound, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, okay. I think it's kind of a cool miniature, but I think a lot of people have pointed out um, it's quite uh, so. He's on the stupidest named animal I've ever seen. This is the next bit. Okay. Um, atop the mighty Dracocephalus. I think I got okay. that right. Dracocephalus. So there you can see it in the chat. 
try and make this bigger for everyone. Uh, yeah, Draco Cephalus. Anyway, all right, so, and we also showcase a little bit of his ability, which is kind of silly because we've actually seen his old war scroll, but whatever. Um, Veins of Black Lightning, reborn in the cursed skies above the realms, Eternus soul is tethered to the mortal realms, etc., etc. Um, is that the Mount's birth name? Great question. I forgot Elf it's the, the chat. <laughs> I forgot it's the, he's just the Green Knight, isn't he? Uh, he's the Green Knight, yes, he is. The, yeah, that's it. Me and James, chat, this is weird, but me and James are. James originally a Bretonian player. Me and James are about to become Bretonian players again. We've started. We've started. Well, I, I've also ordered a Bretonian Blood Bowl team. <laughs> what are we doing? What are Who we knows? Doing? Behind the scenes, Who in knows? Small game of WhatsApp chat, and also in private messages, me and James are now just returning to Bretonia. And we don't even if anyone know... wants to join the Bretonia WhatsApp chat. Yeah. We, we... Every day. Are we out of Legends yet? Nah. <laughs> All right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> We're probably going to go on square bases, and we're not sure why. Uh, anyway, uh, so veins of black lightning. At the end of your movement phase, if this unit has been slain, roll 2d6 and add one to the roll if Bellacore is in your army on the battlefield. Okay, so the average is 7 on 2d6. With Bellacore, that would make the average 8. Uh, on an 8+, plus, you can set up this unit anywhere on the battlefield more than 9 inches away for all enemy units within, uh, with all wounds allocated to it removed. Okay. Um, so, uh, a couple of stipulations. This works differently to several other of the, uh, if slain, then return to the board mechanics. Um, I feel like you could have just written on a four plus cause it's basically a four plus, uh, but whatever. Um, this podcast is sponsored by Squarebase, bringing you solutions you didn't know you needed. Correct. Yes. <laughs> by the way, if anyone has a, any Bretonians they want to send me and James, please do let us know. We accept all Bretonian donations. If uh, anyone wants to send a small fortune, carry on. Carry, yeah, carry on. If you've ever ordered a set of rings, you've got my home address. You know where I live. <laughs> right, okay. Um, oh, James, did I tell you I set up a shop in the arena? Like, I, I sent you a picture earlier today, I think. Yeah. So we now, if you come to any events at the TSN Arena, we have a 3D printing shop. We have terrain you can purchase, um, which is great. And then we also have a bunch of miniatures you can purchase. And I'm really happy with it. Like, there's a range of different miniatures, and I think they're really cool. Put little price notes on them. It looks super cute and super fun. Uh, and the only thing we saw this weekend was objective rings. <laughs> was like, the best I, sp I spent, like, six hours on Friday. I was like, this is going to look so good and everyone came up and was like these look great and i was like oh thank you so much and they were like i don't want them though i was like now i understand why games workshop so predatory it's a hard sale like it's a hard sale <laughs> meanwhile three years later just sweating here yeah just shifting shifting plastic like it's going out of fashion um is the shop open uh gd week it is open gd week matt readiness actually that's correct um, right, anyway, Veins of Black Lightning. So he basically comes back to a life on a 4+, and that's all we know. That's the only story we've got so far. That's the okay. news, James, before we get to the big news, which is the main news of the show. So um, what are your thoughts on Slave to Darkness in the future? I'd like, I would like to almost see them be... I don't know, it's a hard one, right? Because part of me is like, it's time Karyos Warriors had their time in the sun. Yep. And we're good. But then I also look at this guy mm -hmm. and I think it doesn't really match any of the Chaos Warriors. What as a, as a, a design aesthetic or like the story? 
no, as a design aesthetic, I don't, I don't think he quite matches. And I know that probably doesn't matter if you paint him the same, but I'm like, he looks a little bit different. I don't really like his little flags. Oh yeah, like, the flags are interesting, aren't they? Why is he the only lad on some, whatever it was called? Like, I, I haven't probably paid enough attention, but I'd like to see him maybe come with like some more units that maybe look like him. And okay. I'd like. Oh, carry on. I was going to say, well, good news is we've actually seen, uh, because of the new Warcry, <coughs> and also I think just because they've been leaked and stuff, or I can't remember, it's either in Warcry or it's in something else, but we've seen the new War Scrolls uh, basically for the Chaos, um, uh, cho- no, not, cho- not the Chosen, the other Legionnaires. ones. Legionnaires. Chaos Legionnaires, yeah. And that's kind of okay. We saw the War Scroll for uh, one of the characters as well. That was kind of okay. Um, the Legionnaires was kind of interesting, and then we saw them for one of the other units as well. So, like, we we've seen a couple of the the Chaos units already, and we've also seen the leaks from the books. The Minotaurs, unfortunately, don't look particularly good. Um, the Chaos Legionnaires kind of interesting; got some interesting mechanics. So, like, um, but it's that undivided keyword that's right, really interesting, because obviously we don't know what's going to be in the book. Um, most of these characters, especially Eternus, is going to have the undivided keyword, which yep. is Bellacor's keyword. So we're effectively getting a sixth Chaos God, which is kind of cool because we had... Um, and it's also really weird because if you play Legion of the First Prince in Age of Sigmar at the minute, the way it works is you can only take Chaos Demons in your list. But obviously he's going to be mortal and um, you're going to be able to take the undivided keyword. So I, I think basically you're going to have like Corn. Uh, worst god, James, obviously. Uh, Zeech, obviously. best god. Uh, Nurgle and Sinesh. Uh, and then you're going to have the Horned Rat, and you're going to have all the Skaven, copy and pasted, 75-year-old models. The the year is 2070. There's a new Skaven book, and they've added two command traits. You can still buy <laughs> Gutter Runners from 1995. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those Gutter They're the worst of that plastic kit, whatever they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, All so nice. like Jog says in the chat, uh, we know that Eternus <coughs> has got Legion of the First Prince keyword, so okay. we're going to be able to build Legion of the First Prince armies with mortals in addition. So that's kind of interesting, it's really messing stuff up, but the bit that excites me is like, what the hell is happening? Are we going to get like these dark cast Eternals? Is that the way that mortals are going in the realms? Like, I, I... It's interesting, isn't it? Because what we're seeing slowly is less average joes and i almost think what i want now is more average joes like that little not Warcry. what's the other game uh underworlds that one those little like witch hunter lads like give me all of them i might actually buy a new army give me all of them yeah shout out to and some sh- dogs yeah shout out to uh all three underworlds players over there in the world good luck to you hope it's going well uh and then obviously the excitement that we're going to get chaos dwarves and we get a hushut father of darkness so actually uh all told we might end up with like like seven or eight chaos factions which is truly quite exciting in my personal opinion um uh yeah board johnny ghost pants types of fellas games workshop create the story i agree um okay so yeah like that's the, that's the news that's out at the minute I'm pretty certain i don't think there's any other news for age of sigma uh that came help out today huh? help i'm stuck underworlds first first time chatter Help on sucks underworlds. underworlds. Woohoo! Hey, I'm so glad you did. James, I don't know if you missed the news, so I want to catch up a little bit as well. Chat, I'll catch up really quickly. Did you see there's a Cursed City expansion? Yeah. Did you? 
Did you see there's a Curse City expansion? Okay, yeah. what did you think? Do you know what's in the contents of the Curse City expansion? I saw that there's no models that That's you have correct. to. It requires you to buy models that weren't in the original set from Games Workshop to play it. If you didn't buy the. I mean, why wouldn't you have bought the original set? Uh, no, no, no. So, so, yeah, well, there was that. But the models that you need to play this set aren't in the original set anyway. Oh, well, they're not. No, because you have to buy Radicar, the beast. Yeah. And it's human form Radicar that's in the box set. Oh, so you have to buy... And then you... Yeah, and then you have to buy the three vampire... The cool three vampire characters that were cool but had rubbish rules and have never probably sold. You have Crit to buy so. all of them. Okay. Um, To use this. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, you know more than I. I didn't even know. So, so in order to use this expansion, the Night Wars, you must yes. buy... Uh, I think it's something like a hundred pound in England, obviously, uh, worth of miniatures, um, uh, and get them while they last. Uh, later on in the year, if anyone would like to buy some miniatures from Games Workshops uh, in the UK, we will be accepting batteries of any sort, fully charged, of course. Uh, so, it, yeah. So I think in the box you basically get a quest book, some extra tokens, and some cards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone's asked in the chat, uh, by the way, uh, wait, there's a new Cities book. No, there isn't a new Cities book, or one hasn't been announced. But we're pretty certain there's going to be a Dawnbringer Crusade book. In fact, my guess, James, and this is just a guess, zero information, um, is that actually I think the Dawnbringer Crusade book was meant to be the third book out. I think we were meant to get Stormcast, uh, um, the Uruk book, and then the Dawnbringer Crusade book. But... Um, I think production delays and other stuff has really caused that to happen. Now, that's just pure supposition based on why would they talk about the Dawnbringer Crusade yeah. and then not release miniatures for it? Because we know the roadmap until the end of the year, so why wouldn't you release miniatures for it within the first two years of that cycle? Yeah, and the roadmap's changed, right? Yeah. Yeah, the roadmap has changed, yes. Because uh, I saw someone ha not happy about the change of roadmap today. Yes, and also, in addition, uh, like Jog says in the chat, they teased it a couple of shows ago, uh, very much like they show, uh, teased Worldy as they were like, oh, here are some early mock-ups. But we then saw, because uh, they did it with Worldy as they were like, oh, here's an STL of what a chain axe will look like. And then we saw the leak of the fully heavy metal painted, fully done in pictures Angron. Yeah, so I'm pretty certain that the uh, the Dawnbringer Crusade is fully done somewhere inside Games Workshop. Maybe Miniac can release it. Maybe, maybe it's time, Miniac. Yeah, maybe come on, Miniac. Time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where are the Doom Wheels? It's a great question, Romulan Dog. Uh, okay, all right. So that's the last bit of news, James. Uh, you have to buy yeah these three uh, incredible, incredible uh, like vampire characters. Uh, and then you get some tokens. So it's a tokens. I, I'd be really intrigued. So as as a person that plays like other board games. Oh yeah, you love you love board games. This has become yeah. like a summer thing, right? Well, uh, yeah, it's just a thing all the time. But like, I'm intrigued to see because I own like quite a lot of dungeon crawlers. Okay. Which is what this class is as. Yeah. And like, so I've got um, like Gloomhaven's a good example, which has a lot of cardboard models in, and then a few models. Yes. But is like. Like two to three hundred hours of gameplay, I would say, probably in a box. Yeah. Retails okay. at like 125 quid. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see like what this expansion retails for. Because I think having played some of Curse City and finding it average, 
as a board game. Good models, average game. Um, I'll be intrigued to see, like, if that box retails at more than twenty pounds. Oh, they're the, having a laugh. The, the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't know, James. Honestly, good thing about Gloomhaven, James. Also, yeah. is if you buy it, uh, you'll be able to uh, burn it in the winter to keep warm. <laughs> That's right, I'm just replacing my kettle. Cost me 20 quid, but I'll save a tenner. <laughs> that's science. Sorted. That's science. All right, okay, so Curse City. Uh, right, that's the rules. Okay, uh, chat. Uh, now get your uh, get your thinking hats on now, chat, uh, and you two people. This is the main point of the show today. Uh, because I, I, I know James, like James said, he's been like, he's had his head, like, not head in the sand, but he's been busy other places. So I thought what we do is we kind of catch everyone up with kind of like a state of where we're at game-wise and also look to the future because actually it's quite exciting, especially because we know what's being released. Um, and then <coughs> I thought we might talk about stuff that we that we would really like to see in Age of Sigmar or talk about some of the armies and the way that we would like to see them changed uh, because some of the armies have been fairly problematic or some of the armies haven't been particularly good. Uh, so you can see the roadmap on the screen now, but for YouTube listeners, uh, sorry, podcast listeners, I'll just shout it out. In the summer, they've uh, we've already seen the FOMO box for this and we've seen some rule changes already. We know Disciples of Zinch and the Luminath Realm Lords uh, are coming out. Then in autumn, they've shown that the Ogremore Tribes and the Sons of Behemoth books will be coming out. Unfortunately, not a combined book, the Dads and Lads Battle Tome. Uh, and then we know in winter... Um, that we will be getting the Slaves to Darkness book. The interesting bit is the Slaves to Darkness book seems to be a book released on its own as opposed to being released in these like kind of like uh, rhyming couplets as we talked about. There are currently 22, um, uh, 22 factions in Age of Sigma. I think that's right. It might be 22 or 24. So I think that they have to release roughly eight battle tomes a year over the three-year <coughs> cycle that will be Age of Sigma. Because they okay. re-release re a game every three years. So if we take 40k as an example, 9th edition, we know 10th edition is next year. There's still a codex two and a half years into the game that hasn't been released, which is Imperial Guard. Which actually was one of the first codexes released in 8th edition. Uh, and so has ended up being nearly six years old as a book. Now, a lot of people talked about like um, armies not being supported in War Warhammer Fantasy Battles, and that's why the game died. Uh, so uh, we'll see. Um, so did you uh, notice a Turnus Battle and Skink Priest could be on the photos? Could be, yeah, could be. There could be some uh, Seraphon leaks. It could be some Seraphon in there. Um, it does also mean that we're not going to see a bunch of other stuff. So let's talk about that bit first, James, before we get into what we'd like to see from the books. Yep. Uh, this does mean a couple of like sad bits of news. Unless Gits is also coming out of winter, this means that for the next six months to maybe, you know, nearly a year, it looks like there's going to be no Gits book. It yep. also means that like <coughs> some of the other books that may be are languishing, like Cities of Sigmar is, a, is an older book, not as old, but an older book. Uh, Beast of Chaos, which has had a great update in The White Dwarf, which has made it competitive, but it's still a very old book. Um, it's still out there in the wild. Very so old models. Very old models, very old book. Skaven got their book copy and pasted, so we're fine on that. Uh, just shout out to Screech Vermin King, who always comments on every YouTube video I make, saying, hey, when are you going to review the Skaven Battle Tome? We did try to do it, but it's just the same book, so just listen to the old review. That's all it's going to be. 
Um, uh, yeah, Flesh Eater Courts. Shugo makes a really good point. Flesh Eater Courts is one of the older books, released at the same time as the last Skaven book, not the new Skaven book. So um, OCR Bone Reapers is also an older book as well, released just after the last... Um, uh, just after the last... Uh, Edition, wasn't it? Yeah, well, no, it was released at the same time as the last Ogre book. So it's OCR Bone Reapers and Ogres um, at the same time. So that is... Again, that's that, there's definitely second edition, um, so it's very old. Uh, can we get a fifth Lumineth book? That's a great point. And Corn is also a really old book as well. So these are all the kind that of books. That doesn't matter. They James, they can go. Yeah, chat. Don't forget, James does is a foe, and he does hate Corn. So uh, they be can ready. go. It's yeah. time. They're unsupported. Put your models in the bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throw them away. So there are a lot Burn of them. books. So James, Burn them in winter. Stay James, warm. <laughs> chat, chat. YouTube commenters uh, and James, uh, which of those books are you, are you like a little bit peeved? Like, and it's completely okay to like, it's a hobby. So if football fans are allowed to get drunk, smash up bars and nightclubs and stab each other, I reckon you're allowed to be a little bit upset that your gets book isn't out this year. That's okay. I will accept mild to even pretty sassy levels of annoyance. I think that's all very okay. Uh, because yeah. we haven't shut down uh, that. So, uh, James, uh, which of those books are you kind of sad isn't getting a, a, an update soon? Chat, same question. I'd like, to st I'd like to see the Cities book. Yeah. Just because I'd like to see where they go with it. Because I think I also think there's lots of Cities kits that don't fit the game anymore. I, uh, I I I super agree with that actually, James. Uh, I think uh, I think actually the Dawnbringer Crusade was probably meant to replace cities, and maybe the old world recaptures a load of cities miniatures, and, and they, they become old world miniatures, and then they're like Dawnbringer Crusade. Forget about the the cities miniatures. So it does feel like some of the old world miniatures are probably on their last legs. Um, but, but I also it's like that weird thing, isn't it, where you buy like um, hand gunners, yeah, slash militia or whatever they're called because it's the same box and you're like i'm not sure your puffy trousers and like kislev hat fit anymore mate i, I mean i wish they did when, when we were in canada me and tom actually uh we went to a basilica or the basilica but i think a basilica yep. is a type of church anyway but yeah, there was yeah. a, there was just an old conquistador and a big statue outside <laughs> big floppy hat pantaloons sword you know a glint in his eye saying that he was going to subjugate the local population and steal all of their uh their um generational wealth um and i was like what a cool looking figure i would love to paint him maybe that's what's uh produced the bretonian love uh but yeah like Caesar sigma i don't think necessarily fit in Age of sigma anymore um but like, I, don't, I think i think some of the models have probably like seen their style like wafted slowly aside like the world's moved on and those models are still the same and whereas like the skaven ones horrific as they are as models are still rat people yes so therefore you're like oh you're still a rat though whereas i think like the some of those cities models probably more the human models than anything else maybe the dwarves actually probably probably like all of those ones i think the elves can kind of maybe manage <coughs> But I think, like, the humans now, you like, why have you got, like, an old Sigmar war altar for, like, the guy that just sends Stormcast down? Like, 
oh look, you're all worshipping Gal Moraz, but that Celestine Prime that's in every other order fight, you can see it every day. Yeah, yeah, all the time. All the time. Yeah, every day. Every day. Yeah, okay. So Cities is an interesting one. I think the one that makes a lot of people sad is Gits is also an older book. Yep. Uh, and generally isn't doing great. Um, it also had that kind of weird thing where it's one of the few second edition books that didn't really have any sub-factions. So it made it seem like an Age of Sigmar 1 book, even when it was written in Age of Sigmar 2. So I guess there's a lot of like annoyance about that, which I think is super fair and valid. Um, uh, especially when you're seeing some of the, the books that we're about to talk about getting another book so early again into the edition. Um, a new corn book would be really good because corn is one of those really interesting ones where um, like there, I think we are. This, this would actually make it the fourth corn book. Fourth had a corn kind of had like a very rapid series of books. It being the very original book to come out uh, along with Stormcast. So um uh, that would be really fun so i think gits need it because they need like to actually write a gits battle tome it's got some war scrolls but it doesn't have any of the overlapping allegiance abilities and other stuff um i would like to see um uh corn get become a fighting army i don't really know i don't, i'm kind of scared of a corn army that's more fighty than iron jaws i don't know how that's yeah. going to happen i'm worried about that but we'll see um because or, or even i don't think in, in loads of ways um, but yeah, uh, and then Osiot Bone Reapers is one of those other ones as well where their RDP mechanic isn't really playing a lot of the Age of Sigmar 3 game. You can't redeploy, for instance, reroll charges, uh, can't stand and shoot uh, with RDP. So it would be really fun to see them be able to get their, their rules updated as well, right? They're um, weird too, though, right? Because if you add all those rules, they lose RDP, which was their thing. Or do we think it's time that that went now? I think it's time that that goes. Like they they they've got a really strong theme, like you know you could you could you could very comfortably do a do an Uruk War Clans to the Greenspite Gits book, right? You could have an entire set of allegiance abilities just for the Spider Fang, an entire set of allegiance abilities for the Moon Clan, and then same thing again for the Trogs, and then you could have a combined Gits kind of like uh, big war sort of scenario, uh, because I feel like they deserve and should get that kind of like level of love. Uh, and then with Osiarchs, you can really be like, do you know what? We had a crack at it, Wave 1, very much like the Silver Death 2nd Edition book. And now Wave 2, we need to do we need to do something else. Because the RDP is just a terrible resource mechanic that doesn't really do anything. Um, so I'd really like to see them revisit what they do with OCR Bone Reapers. Um, because there's got to be some stuff they can do with it, I think. Um, Stormy Blessed in the chat says, I'd rather get OBR, get mini expansion when they get a tome. Feels like the lists are very not very varied. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's also the the miniatures is also released at the same time, which is kind of fun. Um, all right, James, should we talk about the upcoming books? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we've got Disciples of Zinch, and we've got Lumineth Realm Lord. So that's, we already know there's a FOMO box, and very much like all the other FOMO boxes, we've had um, a miniature for each of these two factions, and that's it. Yeah. Okay? One miniature. So not a lot of miniatures. And then, James, you at one point collected Luminous Realm Lords, so... Yeah, briefly. Briefly. So, uh, we, we've known about these two books for a while. How do you feel about uh, these two books getting... And chat, question to you as well. How do you feel about um, these two books getting... Uh, like, these two armies getting new books? Uh, I, for me, like, I think Zinch is probably time. Um, and I think they have struggled to ever get the zinch book right 
like horrors are a ever running issue like they've never quite got them right they've never quite got them to work like you think they work and then people get annoyed because they just have to kill nine million then they've rewritten that war scroll 50 times so i feel like if you had that last corn book you've probably got three different war scrolls uh, so i think like it would be nice to see that updated um and that's cool the lumineth book uh honestly just at a loss like i don't think you need a book for one model and if they're changing everything about how they work like it's too soon like there's so many armies that haven't had an update i don't understand why there's four books four books three books three books for lumineth like why they've had three books in two years um it's a great question and i think uh, i think loads of it has got absolutely nothing to do with what like you'll hear like your your online commenters <laughs> talking about they'll be like well actually it needs to be written for this edition and uh and they really needed to structurally change it don't forget these things are written probably about two years out um and so what's what's more than likely happened is um they split we already know that they split the initial book up um, because the, the first Lumineth Realmworlds book had some clear references to some miniatures that were missing. Then we got Wave 2 of, of the Lumineth book, and we got um, uh, those miniatures, and we got those updated rules, um, and it didn't change, you know, kind of the Venari half of it. Then we got the rest of it, um, and, and then now this is probably the cohesive book. So what we actually got was an original book written, split into two or three parts. Now we're getting the final book. Basically. Which is basically, in some weird way, it's basically the same as when we had the storm, original Stormcast book, then the Dracoth book, then the Merge book. Yeah, yeah, in loads of ways, absolutely, yeah. Like, uh, very much like, they, like you know, with Uruk Warclans, they were like, they really hyped it up as they were going to do just a Crawford <coughs> book, and then they mixed everything together, and you're kind of like, what the hell is going on? So, like... Um, like I guess there's like a narrative conversation and there's kind of like a, a bloat conversation because Stormcast is a really good example of this, right? Uh, with Zinch, Zinch is kind of an interesting one because actually it doesn't have a lot of mortal elements to it. We saw the Celeste range re-released. Okay, yeah. we should let's go back to production. Let's talk about production before we do anything else. How do they decide what's getting released? Okay, let's start there. This is what happens. The miniatures department just makes miniatures. It does not have, from books and box games, it does not have, like, we want you to make these miniatures. Doesn't have that as a, as a credo. They're not like, we need more Space Marines or Stormcast or Ogres. None of that. They just go, what do we want to make? And so that one of them's like, what if we make even more, what if we make even more Sanesh? Because I really liked it last time. And then they just make more Sanesh. Yeah, like with ogres, as an example, they might still not be certain what they want to do with ogres. Right. And there is some back and forth. Obviously, they talk with the law guys. They have a conversation with them, you know, and they have that and, and they will talk to the books and box games. But ultimately, they just produce what the fuck they want. And then books and box games and the law guys, they have to then turn that into stuff that we want. A good example would be the Cron Spine Incarnate. I very much doubt they were like, lads, could you just make one? pretty shit looking uh like swirly dagger monster and they'll be like yeah no, like that, that didn't happen the the scenery department made scenery they made the crunch binding uh, crunch and then the rules guys had to come up with it so what you're really seeing kind of weirdly is when we see books released we're always just seeing people reacting 
two releases that they don't get to control, which I think is kind of funny, because like that's the interesting part. Because they I, it, they clearly at one point were like, can we have one miniature for each army, and we're going to put them in FOMA boxes? And then they did a Lumineth one, and they were like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, when are we going to do this? Yeah, right? <laughs> that is really backwards. I know it is really backwards. I would like you to know I'm not in charge of how it works. That's how it works, right? Just as an FYI. Um, thanks to Miniac for letting me know. Uh, I work there. That's how I know. That's how it works. Um, and so, James, that's why you see the Lumineth book and the, the, the Zinch book out now, because we've got those new miniatures for them, right? Um, so, I guess the follow-up question is... Um, that's why you've ended up with another Lumineth book um, and another Zinch book. Okay, so uh, James, do you know how these two armies currently are work doing in the game and how they work? Uh, no. Okay, well, Lumineth Realm Lords works exactly how it always did. You just take 30 centimeters yep. and shoot shit, um, which is fun. But they do have loads of stuff that never sees play. Specifically, the big mountain goat men. Yep. And the little mountain goat men, which aren't dwarfs, James, even though they've got hammers and dwarven hats and they're smiths. Yeah. Not dwarfs. Uh, they worship Hushut, though, right? Because they go around the hat. They do, yeah. They worship. Yeah. They're good Hushut guys, right? Cool. Uh, and then, uh, so those you never see in competitive play. Never see. Like, I don't think. Uh, okay, I only read 5 0 and 4 1 lists. And you don't see them in that section of the of the tournament scene. You might okay. see them in other sections, but none others. Um, Zinch actually had a bit of a revival. Hashtag trendsetter. I don't want to call myself an influencer, but here we go. Um, <laughs> with Nova, the largest Age of Sigmar event, James. Um, uh, Nova, the largest Age of Sigmar event this year. No, no, not this year, because there was obviously Worlds. Uh, but this General's Handbook uh, that just happened this weekend, 140 players, and Caleb Walters just won it. Shout out to Caleb's mum. Caleb Walters just won it with Zinch. So nice. Zinch making a bit of a revival, basically, across the mortal realms. Uh, but again, some things it doesn't feature. Uh, doesn't really feature Skyfires. Doesn't reach... Like, it features Karakakalites, but as screens. Yep. Uh, doesn't really feature Pinks. Um, doesn't really feature flamers or exalted flamers um, because they're rubbish. Uh, generally, um, uh, like tends to be Kairos all the time. Sometimes an additional order change. He's having a good day out though, isn't he? He's the best, right? Like he's the best. Um, so kind of like weird, like so you you've got a very polarized Lumineth book and a very polarized and narrow Zinch book. Is how they currently work. So let's talk about some of the units in the books and which ones we'd like to see get better. Chat, this is your time to shine. Who do you want to see get better? Because this is the time where I think the Lumineth book is kind of interesting because it's got just enough units. I think if you add any more Lumineth units, then it becomes really bloated. Like, so Do we all agree, and chat, this is your chance to tell me as well, and James, I think we all agree that there's too many Stormcast units. Whoa! Whoa! I'm sorry. Yeah, way too many. I yeah. think this the problem with Stormcast is there's probably an okay amount of units, just about. There's maybe like too many foot lads. Yeah, but like there's a nice variation that looks like different enough that I'd be like, I want the cloaky guys, or I want the non-cloaky guys, or I want the newer thinner lads. Yeah. But I think, like, every time you get to the hero page of a Stormcast book, you're like, why have I got 42 heroes? 
So there's like 30 units and 42 heroes. Yeah. So that's their biggest issue, I think. It is a massive issue. And I guess like whenever you're looking at an army, you really just want there to be a load of unit rolls, right? You want a light cavalry, a heavy cavalry, a monstrous yeah. cavalry, a monster, a little monster, a gang of monsters, a support character, a fighting character, a wizardy character. You know, and there's a bunch of like units. Like Age of Sigmar's got a diverse set of rules, which is awesome. Yeah, like there's so many units that just play a slightly different role. You know, a law seeker plays a very different role in an army to let's say what a butcher does, um, even though they're both magic, like support piece fighting kind of units in some ways. Um, and so, like, then you obviously you want your spear infantry, your bow infantry, your axe infantry, yeah? You're completely naked uh, with axes infantry, yeah? Whatever it might Very be. Very important, those Very ones. important, right. Um, so, you know, you want a variety of different unit roles, but Stormcast Book is just, like, golden dudes you know with different what? weapons. Yeah. I might have been wrong, because I just clicked the little thing so I can follow along with what you're looking at yep. in big. And uh, on the web store, if you minimize by Luminef Ramlords, 25 things to buy. Yeah. If you minimize by Stormcast Eternal, 65 things to buy. 65. <laughs> like That's a lot. It's a lot, especially when, like, this is what I really like about the Luminef book, actually, and why I think you compare the Luminef book to the Zinch book, and we can have a really good conversation about like what I'd like to see in the future for Age Sigmar, but also what I think we'd all like to see. Because the Luminef range was a range built from the ground up, and the Zinch book is a book that's a carryover from Warhammer Fantasy Battle Days. So it's not yep. like completely built from the ground up. So like you've got a bunch of characters, right? So you've got the Caligrave, who's kind of a support wizard character. Then you've got the Venari Bannerblade. Remember that one? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, then you've got the Venari Bannerblade, who's a BSB, which is a cool like yep. thing. Old school as well. Yeah. So I like. I, do you know what? I really like them to bring back. I've said this time and time again. Magical items. I just want to take different banners for different points. Do you know what I mean? You want like the ten point banner plus one bravery. The hundred point banner, fucking headbutt people. Whatever it is. Every, everyone fights six times. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the banner of madness, 500 points. Yeah. Everyone fights six times. Yeah, right. So I would love that. That would be great. But only if you roll a six. Of course. All right, let's talk about... Uh, we'll kind of we'll go through the characters first. Then you've got the Hurricane Wind Mage, who's only got access to the Law of the Wind. Yeah. Goku. So that's... Yeah, Goku. So that's cool because you're like, oh, okay, this wizard's got access to this. Yeah. And then you've got yep. the Law Seeker, who's good for holding objectives and has got their own little role as well. So they're kind of fun. Very much like with Zinch, you've got the Changeling, who kind of does their little thing. So they've really been able to identify like different characters in loads of ways here. You've got the Venari, uh, or sorry, the Leor, the Warden, but then also the other version of him, which is the Venari yep. Lord Regent. Um, I would like to see him be a little bit more fighty, James. In this version of Age Sigmar, he's like a support piece. But I like also in the famous cavalry pose. Also in the famous cavalry pose, yeah. I would really like to see him be very fighty because, like, the Light of Altharian is kind of like one of those really interesting pieces. If no one knows, the Light of Altharian, which you can see here, is I a. I think that's one of my favorite Lumineth models. Yeah, and he's got like a really good unit role, right? Like he's yeah. a he's a duelist, like he's a dueler, and you're like, right, yeah, like. You sometimes you just want like, what does this guy do? He just fucks. He's just on a forty mil base and he just fucking runs around and murder shit. And you're like, all right, that's what I want. 
Like, I really want the Light of Altharion. So, like, and I wouldn't mind the Venari Lord Regent basically doing the same thing. Just being a mini monster that just goes and fights and murders stuff. That would be cool. Like, I w I'd like them to see, like, uh, James, like, which armies... You know how you play Skaven at the moment? Yeah. So, you know how, uh, like, uh, the... Well, what's the, he's not the Vermin Lord. Who's the on-foot character for Verminus? The uh, Claw Lord. Yeah. You know how he is not a fighty character? Yes. 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 That's what I mean. I think that's one of the main things that we're missing in Age of Sigmar <laughs> right now is we're missing fighty characters. Little duelists yep. that can... Because oftentimes, I think a Claw Lord normally loses to, like, a 10-man infantry squad of something. Yeah, I also, like, it's interesting, right, to be a complete nerd, slightly obsessed with a computer game at the moment. Okay. Which one? Like, to a high level. It's called Conqueror's Blade. It's a free-to-play thing. Okay. I've played it for a little while on and off. I've talked about it once before on the show, but now it's intense. Now I'm in a guild. Now twice a week I go to war. Oh, my God. You're in. Yeah, Tuesday nights, Saturday nights. Forget what else I'm doing. I'm at war. Fine to territory. Wow, how's your guild doing? But, uh, well, it's a new season, so we'll find out. We're in Rome now. Oh, wow. Good luck. Uh, but basically, so that's weird, right? Because you're basically a hero that controls a unit. So if you imagine Total War with your little hero lad, but then you control just one unit. And it's interesting because in that, your hero is better than the units. But if you fight, like, one rubbish unit, you probably kill them all. But if you fight, like, six units you probably die and if you fight like a good unit that's full full people so probably 20 they kill you too so it'd be nice to see like i like to see the duelists so they're like altharian good against a hero yeah but probably gets mobbed by like a, a good unit okay yeah 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 takes them down with them but probably dies uh it's a question in the chat is what was that video game called again james Oh, the video game's called Conqueror's Blade. You can find it on Steam. It's it's there. Yeah, okay, there you go. Uh, Eric in the chat says, fully agree with this, but isn't it more of an effect of small characters being killed <coughs> off with an afterthought? Not everything can have a four at ward. I reckon that your six wound, five wound character on foot can have a four at ward. I don't think it hurts anything. Unless they have some, like, I think the reason they don't right now is because back in Age of Sigmar 1 days, they used to have a command ability. And if that character had a command ability and he had a four at ward, like, not that he did, but if he had a command ability that was game-breaking and you couldn't get to it, then they basically got to use the game command ability all the time. So I think they're kind of scared of their own success. But the Light of Altharion, I think, is a really great example of what I would like to see the Lord Regent as a cavalry piece be, personally. But there we go. Um... So I, I like I would really like that. Uh, Granari says, "Why can't a small hero have like a twenty wounds?" It's <laughs> a good point as well, right? Like this is one of the reasons that they've always been really, really bad for writing war scrolls for monsters that aren't mounted by a character, because they they most oftentimes don't give them like anything good. If that makes sense, like a good example of why Gargans are so good is they're just thirty five wounds. It's like we're, yeah. just, we're just a shit ton of wounds, bro. Like and so. You know, they kind of point them for that. So I feel like you could definitely do like, like, uh, although if you go over 10 wounds, then you can be seen by shooting and a bunch of other stuff. But I feel like you could definitely just stick a shit ton of wounds on or you add a four at ward and it's the same difference, right? Basically. Yeah. yeah. And also I think like it makes it more clutch, right? A four at ward. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there's a chance you fail them all and then they're dead. Yeah, yeah. 
Hello to Warpforge Streams. Um, uh, what, do I, uh, what do I want for AOS Blood Knights on Foot with Swords and Shields? Oh, me too, Warpforge Streams. Uh, Warpforge Streams. Uh, also, uh, great streams uh, coming out uh, from him. Uh, loads of good stuff. Um, okay. So, uh, we've kind of done the character. Have we done all the characters? No, we haven't. We touched on a couple of others. We've got Severith and the Hurricane Wind Spirit. James, a little bit polarizing at the minute. In fact, there's actually a tournament coming up where their ability to move block has been banned. So, oh, I uh, did see. I read that. I read that. Uh, some of that pack. Insane, right? Insane. Uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed reading the comments. <laughs> As a person that's not going and doesn't care, like it was a nice nice pile of comments to read yeah that's true that's true so what do you think about uh the wind spirits chat uh they were the bane of previous age of sigmar but they're currently not taken in almost any age of sigmar lists little side note uh, i'm not really sure why but i've seen very few luminous realm lords armies uh taking them uh so do you think they should move the loot lose the move thing james i think it just needed some more thought <coughs> well like what, what do they move 30 yards? I think they move 24 inches. Like, that's quite... I think, I think for me, there was a point where someone was like, how far does this move? How far do we go? Blah, 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 blah. All those were thought through, and then someone made the board smaller. Yes, I agree. I agree with that, <coughs> yeah. Uh, they weren't done line Because uh, they're kind of interesting, right? Hurricane Spirit of the Wind is mainly a archer unit it's a very ma yeah. a very fast mobile hero archer unit so as a role it's quite interesting to like think around especially when you think about the star shard ballista because when you when you're able to move really far with like a really good shooting unit it's way better than just a very mobile ballista unit because i feel like the ballista could be lots better like it yep. could just be like be like it could just have a really devastating kind of like 18 inch shooting attack like which would make it really good, and you'd see more of them on the tabletop. Whereas um, the uh, the hurricane spirits of the wind, um, uh, yeah, the like, little guy peppering you with single arrows does more damage than the big ballista, right? Yeah, like, and then also can grab objectives, can move block. So, yep. like, I'm not necessarily certain what I think the answer might be, but I would like really love to see. Uh, the the wind spirits get their war scrolls changed and do something. Maybe they can like give an aura around their army where they speed the army up. Not that it needs to be any faster. It's crazy fast. Um, uh, and then James, so they kind of fit in the same role for me. And I think you never see the Starshard blister at the minute, and you never see uh, the <coughs> the wind spirits. Uh, so then you've got the stone mage. Uh, and then you've also got Eleanor and Arthelonor, and honestly, I don't care about them. There's just too many characters no. at this point. I just don't care. Also, it's been quite a while since they've been on the like actual Games Workshop store. Yeah, jazz is expensive. <laughs> what twenty-seven pound fifty for the Stone Mage? Is that what you said? Uh, well, it was more those those the Dawn Riders, like oh that's yeah, a tearjerker. It's how much the Dawn Riders? Forty quid for five. Wow, yeah, that is uh, that is pricey. That is pricey. Um, okay, well, let's talk about as we're talking about the, as we've seen the Dawn Riders. Let's talk about the Dawn Riders and the Wind Chargers, right? So those are our two cavalry units. But what's yep. nice about them? What's nice about them is they fit different roles, right? One's uh, I wouldn't say it's a heavy cavalry unit, but I wouldn't say it's a light cavalry unit. So I guess a cavalry unit, a medium cavalry unit, right? The That's, the Dawn Riders we're on here, right? The Dawn Riders, yeah. <laughs> I'd say they're like almost like 
a fast attack medium armor medium armor not heavy armor right but they're fast yeah like i would like them to be able to charge into infantry do lots of job do lots of work which is what they previously their war school used to do but they yeah. don't have like but they still weren't taken in events right like they weren't taken uh yeah because <coughs> although they're fast people could hide from them and you could just take some archers that shot as far as they further than they could run and didn't didn't care about people being hiding yeah well one of the good things that total war the total war series does is it gives units like either the anti-large or like the anti-infantry kind of keywords yep and i do like that i do like that like you're like okay this is a cavalry unit and it's specifically good into infantry whether it's got like some sort of war scroll ability that does it or whatever um you know ignoring bounty hunters and all that other stuff at the minute so like i think i would definitely like to see that be an anti-infantry uh unit which it was but still wasn't taken so I don't really know why it wasn't. So, like, because I think I think there's that like weird min-max thing, right? And the max consistent was Sentinels, whereas Dawn Riders were good against lots of people. And then you'd go into Gargants, and you'd be like, now they're not so good. Well, yeah, like I think one of the major problems was is that you the army built itself in such a specific way because the shrine Luminor, so your terrain piece gives you so many buffs, like so many good things. Your wardens aren't particularly fast, so you can't right. Okay, I'll build a sentinel. Uh, oh, sorry, I build a, a castle, and then you put thirty sentinels in, which are crazy good. And all of a sudden, you're like my like the list writes itself, right? Uh, yeah. In those ways, uh, the dawn riders are an interesting. Sorry, the wind chargers. So the kangaroo riders are an interesting one. So I guess they're like a light cavalry skirmish unit with bows, um, and I would really like to see some sort of like maybe different role for them. I guess, uh, like because previously they worked really well because they had a watchtower battalion that worked well with them. Uh, they also had a sub faction that worked really well with them, um, and I don't really know what they need. To, to to get back in the game if you will but both of the cavalry units don't really have their place um and i, and I would really like the wind chargers to be good because when they were hyper mobile they had a really fun rule maybe they've got an, they could get an ability uh, like we've seen with the um the archers for silver death where if you charge them they run away or something even though that's a pretty negative experience having just played fangs of sotek this weekend james hated it they just run good them. times i i think like but but there's I don't know. It's a hard one, isn't it? It's a hard one balancing some of that. I think, like, I guess if they were rolling, I don't know, a five up to retreat, not so bad. Yes. Um. Yeah, they were weird. I played those once, I think, and it was a painful experience of just watching them move for three and a half hours. But do you want the so because they could just be their job could just be grabbing objectives. Maybe that's what they could be good at, right? Like they they could be moving. I think the problem was is they also were quite killy previously. Whereas if they yeah, were I think if they were unit, they were just good at bopping around. Yeah, and like even if you gave them like uh, what's it called, like ride the winds etheric or whatever, where you just every phase can teleport nine and make them like okay shooting, but every turn they teleport nine. Mm. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Easy. Uh, some uh, some other little uh, so I think they need something like bop around charging enemies can't pile in I kind of hate that like if you succeed a charge then someone's like well guess what still can't do anything yeah. again that's terrible um, uh, like applying debuffing on a unit could be fun uh, and then you've got the blade lords and you've got the wardens and you've got the stone guard and I guess in some ways you've also got the sentinels as well so these are your infantry right now they've all got different weapons 
but the wardens are in a kind of interesting place. So you've got the wardens, the stone guard, and the blade lords, right? So these are your three melee infantry units. Yeah. Which is quite a lot of melee infantry units to get, right? Especially when they're all kind of the same. So, like, what do you really do to differentiate them? And I think that was the problem in the last book, is they did try to do something to differentiate them. Like, the Stone Guard are more tanky and defensive, and the Wardens are more killy, but they were also... Which is yeah, the worst. Which is the worst. But they were also very, very defensive. So they were defensive and killy, and then Stone Guard were just defensive, and then the Blade Lords, situational Blade Lords, were... Just kind of fighty, I guess is the right way to describe it. Weren't they just bodyguards, basically? At one point, they were bodyguards, I think, in one of the books. Now they've kind of got situational. Like, if they're fighting infantry, they do one thing. If they're fighting something else, they do something else. Like, thralls. Um, So, I wouldn't mind seeing... I don't really know how to differentiate between them, basically. I I think, like, for me, I'm looking at them, I'm like, Spearwall. Shouldn't hit hard. Shouldn't. Shouldn't hit hard unless you, unless hit you hard. charge them. If you charge them on a something, you take more wounds. But just when you charge them, then in combat, like give them a two up save. Like give them a two up save. Is this the 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 wardens with the spears? Yeah, yeah. So the lads with the spears, give them a two up save. Maybe give me wounds if I charge them. I don't know if it really matters, but like give them a two up save. But give them like force to hit, force to wound, no rend. One damage. Okay. Yeah, I see. What but you they mean. don't die, and it's... and maybe I can't retreat from them because they're just poking me the whole way home. <laughs> or like dead. minus minus two to your move if you retreat. So if you're a slow lad, you're not getting out of there. Yeah. Maybe or or mortal wounds when you leg it. I don't know. But I think like they shouldn't be doing. They shouldn't be fighting, but they probably shouldn't be dying, especially yeah. if they have the thing like maybe when they're like, um. I don't know if that exists in this book, obviously, but the Shining Company thing. Yeah. Like, maybe make that so they're in a three-up save to a two-up save. You can't retreat from them at all. Like, if they don't break that, something like that. But they don't need to be fighty. They should be there to hold your line. Well, Them hammer lads. Well, exactly, because they kind of weirdly worked, aren't they? The guys with the shields and the big pikes were very yeah. killy. And then the yeah. guys with no shields and massive hammers were the defensive ones, and it didn't really make much sense, right? Yeah. Like, the, the hammer lads None. should just beat, beat people up, I think. Ha- hammer lads yeah. hit like a truck. Like, made of paper, because they're a skinny elf. No armor, barely. Aren't they just in a robe? Yeah. Bit, bit of armor. Like, four up save, hit like a truck. Threes, threes, minus two, three damage, fine. Yes. Like, hit like a truck, die like paper. Yeah. Great. Done. They're fine. They don't I, need to ignore Rend anymore. But then I think die. the problem is we come to the Blade Laws and we're not sure what to do with them, right? Like... I, I think they, <coughs> for me, they just have, like, maybe two profiles. One, like, two, uh, what, what do they call it? Like, almost like a fighting stance. Like, hold the sword with two hands, hit hard, do a load of damage, but if you miss, you're doomed. Uh, and like, hold the sword with one hand and go do a load of attacks. Like two attack profiles. One kills monsters and heroes. One kills infantry. infantry. Okay, yeah, I like that idea. And they and they can be faster, I think. 
Because hammer lads should be slower, because they're carrying a big hammer. Yeah, or you can give them, you can give them a, a, you can give them a third profile, which just does like a ward save or something, like because they're parrying a defensive. load of shot, right? Yeah, yeah, like a defensive one. Only yeah. in hand to hand or something. Yeah, <laughs> but and yeah, then, you could, yeah. Yeah, and then you're just never allowed to take them. You're never allowed to take them as like battle line, right? <laughs> sure. All right. So, like, so, like, because it, it's going to be interesting. Let's let's talk about the final element of this now. The final element when we're talking about uh, the final element when we're talking about uh, the oh, what the hell are these called? Lunar Throne Lords. Is they had a ton of allegiance abilities stacked yeah. on top. Shining Company. So it's kind of interesting, like, especially in comparison and being released in conjunction with Zinch. Zinch have, if you are wholly within range of a Z demon hero. Only the demon part of the book was minus one to hit in melee. Whereas these guys were like, just stand next to each other, minus one. And you're like, is that your allegiance ability? They're like, no, it's not. Our allegiance ability is we have an Aether Quartz reserve and we can use that for a ton of different cool stuff. You're like, okay, yep. that's a great resource, especially when command points are weak or whatnot. They're like, no, no, that's not a resource. We're all also wizards and we've got loads of great utility spells. Like, no one else. Uh, I don't know. think no one else. Maybe no one else has a double move spell. I don't think anyone else has a double move no, spell. No, it's just like, Lumineth, I think. <laughs> like, like, they, like, they're like, we've got a double move spell. We've got a reduce your bravery spell. We've got double your command point spell. Like, we've got like a ton of stuff, which is just crazy strong. Big ward bubble. Big ward bubble, like so many good things. So like they're like, okay, you're the sp you're the spellcasting army. No, we're the fighting army. We're the shooting army. So like I feel like that they they were never forced to polarize into one spot, and so instead they were like it it became an army of about being hyper efficient, just because everything was so hyper efficient about the book. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like. Um, uh, the big ward bubble only if you bring Teclas according to Aradam in the chat. But yes, there was also a mini ward bubble that just you could also take, which was quite fun as well. Um, so like that was also a thing uh, in of itself. But not many armies have a ward bubble spell, right? No, no, they don't, James. Just, just these. No, you, they don't. Like if you go that way, you're like, oh, we have the double move spell, the cost you two CP spell, yeah, the ward bubble spell. Uh, our Cal our Cathalar makes it so that you just take our battle shot tests on your units instead. The, the mortal wound spell. Yeah. Um. No. The. Da, 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 da. There is a mortal wound spell, isn't there? That yeah, wasn't the one. Of the thing, oh Teclis. yeah, the mortal wound spell where you all your weapons just do mortal wounds. A teleport spell, like loads of spells so like i think the thing that i would really like and lumineth realm lords players might get might be annoyed with me is i would like to see a lot of those allegiance abilities removed or yeah there's also an ethereal spell thank you hms banksy they had literally everything um that you could want in an army um and i think they also paid the points for it so one of the things that i think would be really positive in lots of ways uh would to would be for them to strip some of that back right yeah. Like, right? yeah, it'd be. I think, I think like there's a there's a load, and I also think it's one of those weird ones, a bit like some of the books, <clears throat> where sometimes you have particular armies, and you'll play someone who's got them, and they'll be like, "Have you played this army before?" And you're like, "No," and they're like, "Here's my 42 pages of like AOS reminders." Yeah, I'll right. see you in half an hour. He's into crypto now. Where he doesn't do that anymore. Um. <laughs> Fair. Well done, him. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, just going back to the kind of original book, we got Lumineth Realm Lords. I'd like. I think like so. If anyone in the chat doesn't agree, thinks it should keep all of its uh, utility, 
I'd be very interested. I mean, Teclis does need a range of spells, but I also feel I almost feel like Teclis could have his own spell law. Just be like this is Teclis's spell law because he's Teclis, versus like there being like a generic spell law that he can get. Like oh, you can have access to everything, which is pretty crazy. Uh, other than that, I think they need to. Um, Make yourself known so uh, Ron can ban you. Yes, yes. If you think they need less, let's ban you. Um, yeah, and they also have their War Scroll spell, uh, where they can also change their Mortal Wounds from sixes into fives. Like, no one else no one else can do that, um, which is just wild, right? Um, I'd make the unit use of magic cost an Aether Quartz fixed. Yeah, okay, something like that. Um, right, <coughs> okay. So let me know what you want to do in the comments for this book. Zinch is an interesting book, James, if we move on to Zinch. I actually yeah. can't bring it up on the Games Workshop web store uh, because it won't load. I don't know what, why. What, they stopped selling it? No, it, they haven't stopped selling it. But when I click Disciples of Zinch, it won't load. So I can't through, go through oh. the units like that, which kind of scuppered me today. I wasn't really expecting the multinational company to not be able to let me see some of their units. But yeah. Oh, there isn't anything on there, is there? You click Zinch and it just doesn't let you look at anything. Well, there's one item in there, apparently. Uh, what is it? Oh, hang on. Mine's come back. Mine doesn't work. Uh, mine is thinking about life. <laughs> Who isn't thinking about life? <laughs> it's still thinking about life. Oh, there must be like a third party place that has them all. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, go find us that. That's clever. Uh, yeah, it hasn't worked for days. Interesting. Okay, well done, GW. Just losing money. Uh, aren't they currently selling a FOMO box in relation to this faction? Yeah, it's sold out, though. They are the worst company. They fail upwards so so incredibly well. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, Eric Games Workshop's only trolling you. Yeah, they must have known I was doing the show today. All right, well, let's talk about Zinch. I'll talk about... Ah, like, here we go. Here we go. It's not quite as pretty. Okay, but, not uh... quite as pretty. Get me a link. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. Okay. Like... Let me, uh, let's get, let's get a... I think a... this is everything. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's not as pretty, though, so we'll try and go through it a little bit. Um, okay. So, talking about Zinch, let's talk about high level. Competitive events, you see a little bit. Kairos is an auto-include in every Zinch army. Yeah? So, Kairos is everywhere, James. Yeah? Let's talk about the, uh, the sub-factions. They've got some really good sub-factions, which we thought were going away with Age of Sigmar... Um, three, uh, yeah. sorry, but um, but no. like, but not no, 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 no. So like, I wouldn't mind their sub factions really splitting them out because I think that would be really useful, um, especially because they don't actually have a lot of mortals in their army. So you've got Karakakalites, yeah. which are a mortal battle line. Yeah, yeah, but they suck. You have Zangor, and always have. Yeah, you got Zangor, but they're beasts of chaos. Yep. Um, but, you know, they could fulfill a role, especially because, like, the Lords of Change, you know, like, kind of beastie stuff. It's kind of interesting if you look at the Sinesh release and you've got, like, all of these mortals of Sinesh and their demon release was also massive. Zinch has actually got quite a small roster. Um, yeah, like... there isn't many models, right? So you've got, like, th three battle line options? Yeah. Yeah, like... Oh, Zangor, yeah. Carrix, well, Pink. So depending on what your sub-faction is, you can have Flamers as battle line, which I think is cool. Yep. You can have Screamers as battle line, which I think is cool. Uh, yep. So I don't mind seeing them carrying on like that. I also maybe wouldn't even mind seeing Lords of Change as battle line, which I think would be quite fun. Because I, would like to, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing a Lord of Change that wasn't a character. 
Just just a monster. Just a monster. Just like a magical demon monster that's just like maybe got a good shooting profile, maybe got a good <coughs> combat profile, or maybe one that's got a good shooting profile, one that's got a good combat profile. Because that would look pretty sick on the board, right? Like three Lords of Change, maybe Kairos behind them. That would look, I think, at least fun. It doesn't have to be great, but um, I think it would look fun. Um, yeah, I would love that. Oh, yeah, Mutant Vortex Beast. We need to talk about that in a minute. So they've got a load of sub-factions. They've obviously got loads of spell laws, but in comparison, weirdly, <laughs> in comparison to Lumineth Realm Lords, it's fun that they're being released together. They are not a magic army. In comparison. In comparison yeah. to Ogres, they're very much a, mag uh, a magic army, right? But most of their wizards, including a Lord of Change, are two casts wizards. Uh, so it's a bit rough. Uh, and I would like to see that go up to three casts. Um, like... And Lord of Change, no, no benefits to cast, right? Yeah, Lord of Change has got, you roll two dice, and you match the lowest to the highest dice. <coughs> Which is the same as Kairos. They all have the same. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Which is kind of okay. Kind of okay. They do that for Dispelling and Unbinding as well, and that's pretty... Okay if you roll a six. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, so, but I wouldn't mind to see the Lords of Change because you, at the minute, uh, at the minute, you are so, so. Kairos is so good versus the Lord of Change. Yeah. I'd either like to see the Lord of Change get cheaper or I'd like to see Lord of Change go up in power, basically. Like we saw the Great Unclean one. The Great Unclean one became like stonker. Like it became yeah. crazy good. Yeah. So big I'd lad. Like, yeah, big lad. Yeah. Uh, so that would be good. Talking about uh, like the other characters they've got, they've got like such an array of units. So the Zangor Shaman, basically just a fast wizard with a kind of okay spell. Yeah. Um, they've got the uh, Ogroid Thermotar. Also a beast of chaos. Also a beast of chaos. Yes. Uh, you got the Ogroid Thamartage. Now yep. he's kind of interesting because he's like a really good, like almost in that melee character range that I told you about. But I wouldn't mind him being a two-cast melee character. And also, he's a beast of chaos as well. <laughs> like, also. Uh, but it would be good if he was like a big fighty monster, right? Like, Because yep. he's just a fucking big minotaur. You want him to, like, slap. Should, should probably skewer someone with a horn. Right? And then there should be some spells in the lore so he can, like, magically power himself up and go fight. Like, that would be awesome to see. Uh, the Gaunt Summoner is an interesting one at one point a little bit broken james i no disagree yes, yes. right because you've got the gaunt summoner the the magister the magister on disc and then the gaunt summoner on disc yep all uh, and then you've also i think you could also throw in the zangor shaman as well <coughs> so you have a bunch of like wizard characters which who don't, can be fast who can be fast but they don't really do anything like, they don't really have an identity. Yeah, I think, like, the, the Gaunt Summoner was interesting because, like, when he acquired a load of pinks from somewhere and put them down... Yeah. Like, was good. But then when you lost that, or, like, half of that, then you looked at him and went, it doesn't do a lot. No. No. Like, also... his War Scroll spell, not great. He's casting no benefits... Yeah, yeah. Like I would like, I would like in my personal opinion, 
like this army should be the army that has the most weirdly out there rules like they should be able to like flip the tables and do so many weird things like and they can't like and you're like if any army is going to be able to like completely change the material nature of the game you really do feel like it's going to be the zinch book we haven't even thrown in the blue scribes as well which is just a unit for reroll casts that that's its entire purpose for existing I, the two plus we cast a spell is pretty cool too yeah, that's cool, right? Like, it gives it an identity. And I think, like, someone was pointing out that, like, with the Sangor Shaman, if you do some mortal wounds with its War Scroll spell, you generate some gore, a bit like Belladama, but, yeah. like, sorry, some Zangor. But I think a Zangor unit has to be nearby, and I would really like to see that change to that you just generate, like, D3 Zangor next to the Yeah, unit. you could even give it um, Screech rules where, like, you just do damage and that many Zangor appear. Like, don't have to be in combat. They just pop out. And you get little units of, like, three lads. Right? That's really interesting. Stuff like that. Um, you know, we talked about the Magister on disc creating a spawn. Like, Kairos creates a spawn. So I don't hate all that stuff where you kill stuff and you generate it. But you really, do, I really do feel like you want to lean into it. So the Gaunt Summoner does it, but he generates, I don't know, Screamers or something. Yeah, brims. Or a, yeah, Brims or a Flamer or something. Yeah, whereas the Magister does it, and then you get Spawn. Like, you feel like that they've got some real options there um, to identify it, because then when you actually get into the units, that's where it gets really interesting. And I did say this last year. Yes, Pink Horrors have been too good or just a little bit of a very difficult unit to deal with and process. But you take them away, you've just got 10 shit Karakakalites. Yeah. Or... 10 ogre no, 10 zangor which don't link with any of the rest of your army like like i said the locus for minus one to hit only affects demons so as soon as you know that you're like well i'll only take demons right? i also think like when i did a zinch army like the other problem is the foot lads are rubbish whatever they're called Acolytes, Acolytes, rubbish. Yeah. And they've always been rubbish, which is really annoying because they're probably one of the prettiest models in this range. They're cool, right? Yeah, they're very yeah. cool. Like, they're wicked. Um, and then the Zangor just, like, have that weird line where, like, they're actually a Beast of Chaos model and they can't not be a Beast of Chaos model. Like, they're always going to have that on their War Scroll. Okay. So I think, like, for me, in my head, the issue is then, like, you put you put them as the good battle line in this book. So let's say we suddenly go, do you know what? Zangor. They're a wizard. Okay. They cast on themselves. They give themselves flaming weapons. They're all plus two damage. They're really good now. And we go, oh, that's cool. They make good battle line in Zinch. And then you go, oh, every Beast of Chaos player has just added them to their like list. Every single one, right? Like every and and now one. they're like minus four rain plus two damage. Oh, your whole army's dead in two minutes. Yeah, like like yeah, it's it's the it's the it's the I, I get <coughs> that it's a difficult book, but it's a really good book to talk about in conjunction with the the Lumineth book, where they're just like like Zinch doesn't like if you flipped it, it would make so much more sense if all of the spells that the Lumineth have access to were given to Zinch. They're like, yep. you've got a teleport spell, you've got an ethereal spell, because you're changing the immaterium, and they're completely, yep. like, opposite, which is so fucking weird. And, like, and that's the bit I really don't like about it, because I think the Zinch book doesn't really have an identity. Or, uh, to quote um, 
who was it in the chat? Uh, Grubby. There's always been a problem with Zinch being ma uh, magic being direct damage, but not as good as like other direct damage spell laws. Or it's, I mean, it's pretty good. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's there's the access to loads of D6 mortal wound spells in the book, which are quite rare generally in Age of Sigmar. But a D6 mortal wound spell that you have on a 400 point bird versus 30 fucking bow dudes that shoot you from 30 inches just aren't really in the same league. Like, it just doesn't, it's not the same thing. You almost, you almost, as we talk through this, like in my head, I'm like, I almost want this to have like a load of really good spells. Because there's enough people to cast a load of really I'd like good a spells. load of utility spells. I don't necessarily <coughs> want, um, like, I really don't necessarily want like damage spells, although that would be nice as well, because where does the damage come from the army? I'd like loads of like like they ch like Zinch is the changer of ways, and there's not a teleport spell. Come on, like. But I also think like you could give them like a whole bunch of damage spells. They don't even have to be high damage spells. They could all do D three or D six. Yeah. But we could have it so every single one of them summons something. Fun. Yeah. Like like, like, we, like, like we talked here's about. Here's a D six damage spell, right? And whatever damage it does from one to six summons a chaos form on that much health. Yeah. So I do one damage, I summon the chaos form, but he's on one health. And and you could almost make the units not amazing, but I could have loads of them. Because not only have I put some down to begin with to stand in the way of all my nice wizards, but then every turn I'm bringing out like D3, 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 D3. So I suddenly become a, like complex in a weird way of having lots of little things rather than like being hitty because I'm not, but I'm controlling the board through a weird like summoning, bringing things out the ground, doing yeah. chip damage. I love that. I love the idea. Like, yeah, like, because, you know, you kind of see that build already, right, with some of the characters, specifically Kairos all the time. Like, and the, all amount the, spawn. Of the amount of spawn that I generate is crazy. Um, so, like, you've got a couple of ways to go there, right? You've got change the spell laws so you're doing a bunch of like spell changes i'd love to see that so you're affecting the board state or like you just said all their spell casting just makes the board even more fucking crazy because you're just like summoning all sorts of not necessarily even good stuff just stuff three yeah, just, i think it gives you that weird it would give you that weird thing like all of the stuff that zinch does narratively is tricks and traps right yeah so in my head, it's like, oh, you walked forward. I've cast on you. I've summoned five pink horrors. They now turn into a blue. They still turn into blues and they still turn into brims, but they don't have a save and they're one wound each. So actually, it's like eight wounds. No yeah. save. You've just got to hit them. But while you're hitting them, my little quick wizard has popped over there, hit your unit, summoned two spawn, taken the point off you. Something fun. Or right? I teleport your unit. So my wizard goes over there, cast on an eight, teleport your unit, I take the point. Yeah, like... That's because I'm Zinch. Like, I don't need Zinch. to teleport me, I teleport you. Yeah, because you're Zinch. Like, no one has a problem with Scarbrand literally fucking the earth when he attacks. Yeah? Like, no one has a problem. They're like, what happened? Scarbrand attacks and he destroyed everything. Everyone's super okay with that. But, like, God forbid a Lord of Change casts three spells and does something a bit interesting. Like... Dear God, right? So that, that's I think I think there's an issue <coughs> in in Warhammer, and I'm sure I've been part of it. But where like an army at points has been disgusting that we almost don't forgive them, and yeah. like 
there was a point in two Age of Sigma two and and three and Skyfires and discs were discussed in. Yeah. Was yeah, that yeah. one? That was two. One. So one, one. It, one, it was Skyfires. Two, it was yep. Chainchost. And then, yep. and then it was also Chainchost. Like, well, and they're not Chainchost. And then it was Zinchaki on in three. So they've yeah. always been. The problem is though, they've always been very, very good, but not because of like their constitute units, just because of some additional stupid rule that they wrote, right? Yeah. Um. Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of change needs to be a nightmare. Like I, like I agree with that. So let's talk about some of the other units because we talked about the kind of the characters and the overarching theme of the book um, because there's a bunch of that. And then you've got you kind of got the interesting battle line choices. You've got pink horrors, which I really like the pink horror mechanic. Like, and I know lots of people don't, and lots of people have played lots of pink horrors, don't enjoy it. And that's because at some points they've been too cheap. But right now. Right now, with Pink Horror War Scroll the way it is, and Z and Pink and Ten Pink Horrors costing two hundred and fifty five points, you do not see Pink Horror spam lists. You don't see they're also Galician veterans, which is also a problem as well. So maybe that's also adding to it. But there's a bunch of reasons why the the Pink Horrors aren't currently on the tabletop in any number at all. Um, so they're kind of like okay right now, and I don't hate what they've done with them. And they're pretty simple. Like, and I think the mechanic is so unique. I would really like it to stay as it is, like personally, because I think like it's had enough of a change. Um, and I love that the pink horrors explode into blues and brims. But it's probably been enough of a problem over the past few years. We're going to see some significant changes to it, which is a shame, right? Which is a shame. And also, don't forget, this is also one of the shooting units. Like they fire magical fireballs. They're not a fighting unit. They're a shooting unit. Uh, and so are blue horrors, right? And brimstone horrors, like they're shooting units, like they're weird, yep. short range. And rubbish shooting units, and that should be the way it is. Yeah, that should be the way it is, right? Um, so because this lads just some of them lads have just popped out another lad, like yeah. they don't know what they're looking at. They're yeah. just throwing fireballs. Yeah. So and like Kench points out, in 40k they now only split on a four plus. So that might you might end up making them cheaper, but then that's going to be really uh, not problematic. But like, let's say you make them 180 points for 10 now because they split on a four plus, right? Well, I'm like, well, 360 points is still going to split into like a shit ton of wounds. Do you know right? how you make that better? Tell they me. just split to one blue. <laughs> well, no, because I I like oh no, I like the whole pop and two. In my opinion, Jay Sesh, thanks for resubscribing. Maybe that's a personal thing, and everyone in the community wants to get rid of it. Let me know. Um, I, I I like it, but I think like if you're trying to balance it quickly, like they split into on a four plus is they split into one. Yeah. Uh, so pink horrors <laughs> are no longer mages, uh, so they're not wizards anymore. They got that yeah. taken away from them. Um, Poor lads. Yeah. Uh, like and they are fairly overloaded, like you said, but they are the iconic unit for Zinch. That's what you like. Pink horrors are Zinch, and Zinch are pink horrors. It's like saying that like. Like, oh, there's too many bloodthirsters in this corn army. <laughs> like, <laughs> 15 bloodthirsters in this corn army. But either way, I think Pink Horrors is always going to be like a conversation point for what they are and who they are. Uh, then you've got a couple of interesting units. You've got Flamers, and you've got Screamers, and you've got um, Exalted Flamers. And they're kind of in a <coughs> weird spot. Because Exalted Flamers used to be able to take as a unit. Yep. Flamers are incredibly expensive, James. I ran a thousand points of flamers this weekend, which, by the way, is f seventeen flamers. No, fifteen flamers. Fifteen. Okay, so not many flamers. Not many, and it's also only. Uh, let me get this right. 
30 wounds on a 5-up armor save. Okay. For 1,000 points. So, but they were really good. Like, not worth the points for 180, but definitely when they came out 120, they were way too good. But, like, they're also a short-range unit. <coughs> I kind of think Flamers are also, are almost one of the perfectly written War Scrolls in Age of Sigmar. Okay. Because they're 18-inch range. They have a 5-up armor save. You buy yep. 3, right? 3 is 6 wounds on a 5-up armor save. No ward save. Nice. Right? That's it. And they do 10 shots that do D3 damage. And if you're shooting at 10 or more models, you get plus 1 to hit. Right? And they have no rend. They have no rend unless you take them in a sub-faction with rend. So they're kind of perfectly balanced because 18 inches is like straight away in like fighty range. Like if you're like, oh, yep. they got the turn. Those flamers are getting charged. And like anything can kill six wounds on a five-up armor save. Like anything. Pretty much. Even a clan rat. Even a clan rat. Right? Like they're crazy. Like they're crazy. So like I would probably just like to them to stay the same because I think their war scroll's perfect and then make them 160, 150 points, I reckon. Yep. But again, it depends what you give them, right? If you compare them to bow snakes, James, bow snakes, it's crazy both snakes are 24 inch range they're 10 less points they're shit tons more wounds like they're 10 wounds like it's 10 of them yeah there's 10 of them they have a teleport like there's a bunch of different stuff like uh, well, there's no there's 10 wounds there's five of them basically oh, okay. um yeah yeah but they're 10 shots right that do mortals at range um so you know they're in a tough spot uh and then we got to the zangor and this is kind of where i get a bit weird about the book because the Shaman, the Zangor on foot, the Enlightened and the Skyfires, I get are a key part of the Zinch book, but I don't really know what I would want them to necessarily do in the Zinch book. Like, I think the Zangor unit should just be your big fighting unit. You should have the tar pit that is the Pink Horrors, and your Zangor block should be a fighting unit. But that means you've got to be able to buff them, because you can't buff them. You can't give them any special rules in yep. from the Lords of Change or anything. So... You know, I'd like to see them like work as an army or kind of do a Uruk War Clans, although it'd be pretty limited. <laughs> just no, I think there's not enough units. They they almost need a thing that's just like this is their war scroll in Zinch. Yeah, but then they need if, to like if a Lord of Change is here, this is what they're doing. And they need to be a they need to actually part of the book because right now they're weird. They're like aliens in the book. They don't really like integrate with it at all. Like, yeah, sure, they're flying, they're flying around on um, discs, which are demons, but they're not really doing yeah. anything with it, right? Um, I, I like the fact someone in the chat called Zangor Jack said they need to be good. I don't feel like he's biased about <laughs> Zangor. Well, they do need to be good. They do need to be good because they're rubbish. They're really good in BC Chaos because you can <laughs> rally them on a four plus. Like yeah. that's the only reason that they're good. So they need and, and Zinch who's just making things out of nothing cannot rally on a four plus. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah. The army that's just making up the rules. Uh, maybe a sub faction for them. Um, you know, I like because because our uh, Zangor Enlightened are our heavy cavalry, for lack of a better word. Uh, you know, so maybe make them anti infantry or an anti monster. And then James, there's one thing I need to talk about for Zinch before we move on. The goddamn yes. Mutileth Vortex Beast. Good lad, but not good in the game. Make that guy crazy. I want him to be like 250 points, yeah? And I want him to just 
like it's just a random table. That's what's great. Because for everything. Because well, because the other way to take this book, James, is just to make this book be like Skaven. And just give it a lot of random, but like you intended the random, right? Like you intended. Have it just like do crazy shit, like one to six, like do crazy, crazy shit. That's what I want to see. Like I want to see like nuts stuff. I'm not saying purple sun level of nuts, but maybe, maybe on a one to six, like on a one, you kill any wound, uh, 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 you kill a character below five or whatever wounds, like five wounds or less. But on a six, minus one save. You know, like, you, you're fishing for, like, hilarious stuff. Do you know what I mean? And they're great models. They're great, Rattles. <laughs> like, yeah, they're great models. Uh, spawn on a random table at a tournament, make it wild. Like, how can the uh, engine of the gods exist with what it does? And the mutant vortex beast is just stood there like, am I a joke to you? Because it's an incredible just model, right? Just having to walk around. It's an incredible model. Yeah. Like, it In fact, have... I don't think it's even on this web store. Yeah. Uh, right? There you go. <laughs> it's that answers that. Yeah. Um, uh, like, uh, my friend played it, and every time he used its ability, it says Stormy Blessed, um, he rolled a three, which is minus one to move. In fact, actually, can we take a moment to just look at what it currently does? Because yeah. it's actually really, really sad. Mutalist Vortex Beast. Okay? Let's take a moment to look at it. So, basically, you, um, you've got a special attack called the Aura of Mutation. In your hero phase, pick one enemy within 18 inches. And it's in your hero phase, so you can't move and shoot. So it's not that good. Number one, subtract bravery, one bravery from the characteristic. Terrible. Number two, trog brains. Subtract one from the run rolls made for the rest of the battle. Oh, no. Number three, yeah, subtract one from the move characteristic. Number four, the unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Number five, the unit suffers D6 mortal wounds. Six, the unit suffers D6 mortal wounds and you create a spawn. Nice. Right? But he's 175 points. And does it do anything else? I mean, it's kind of a fighty monster. Not really. Okay. Not really. 12 wounds? He has got 12 wounds with a 4-up armor save, so he's terrible. And what's... And its damage table, how fast does it affect it? As soon as it's taken 2 wounds. Yeah, because it's old. And the old model versus new... The old monster versus new monster damage tables, not good. Not good, no. So, I mean, I think that that's the biggest opportunity for a glow-up. Because Mutalist Vortex piece could do some amazing stuff, right? Um, also, so... remember that the Mutalix Vortex Beast box was shared with the Slaughter Brute. I get... Don't get me started on Corn, because Corn is the most imbalanced book in the world. And that Slaughter Brute, which looks ugly, let's be honest, deserves some time in the sun, right? Um, um, like, we're burning those models though that's how we keep him warm in winter yeah basically yeah like why doesn't it just automatically generate a chaos spawn every turn like if you in the hit, if you happen to get near it like on a 2 plus kill one model in an enemy unit and a chaos spawn also then games workshop would be having a great time because those spawn are expensive <laughs> yes they are 25 quid for 2 yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think Jog's right. Every single roll has an effect and creates a spawn. There's such fun stuff you can do with this army. Yeah, like, so that's Zinch. Chat, I think we've covered Zinch pretty well. Um, uh, like, and then we're just going to do uh, Gargants uh, in a moment. Um, you got anything left unsaid about Zinch, James, do you think? And also, I don't hate them getting rid of Destiny Dice, by the way. Like, like I think that they should get rid of Destiny Dice, make them re-rolls. <laughs> Make them something else. I don't care. Uh, I just like my spawn idea. I've decided I'm sat on that now. I want every every spell to do damage and everything to make something new. 
I think I like the idea of them being more of like a like if there was going to be a control deck army, if there's going to be yeah, like a blue a blue magic control how the enemy plays army, it should be Zinch, and it isn't Zinch, and that's weird. It really is. Um, could have greater and lesser spawn if you want person size and current size. That's hilarious. I love that idea. That's great. Um, unfortunately, they're probably going to play it Zinch with Z. What does everyone think in the chat? What do you think is going to happen with Zinch? I think it's the book that's got the most opportunity and it's going to be the worst. Um, but we'll see. Uh, right. Okay. So if you, the other two books that are on our kind of like timeline is Ogres and Sons of Behemoth. Now, I'm not going to force James to go through Ogres again, but if you go back and watch the YouTube video where I talk about the dads and lads, um, which you can go back and watch. I do this entire show that me and James have just done, but we just do it with a Twitch chat, and it's just me, and we do just ogres, right? Which basically we say, very much like what we said for Lumineth, is those units need uh, some identity, right? Ogre gluttons, lead belchers, man-eaters, although they're not on the store anymore, uh, and yetis. Poor man-eaters. Like your poor man-eaters. Yetis and iron guts all need to be very different infantry <coughs> units that do different things. I think that's fair, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ogres need some, like, difference, right? Mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, right. And then, uh, okay, so that's Ogres. They need something different. That's all we're going to say. And we, I want to see Gluttons be good. I don't, if it's if it's just Battle Tome, Frost Lord on Stonehorn, I'm kicking off. I'm kicking <laughs> can off. We, can we burn those too? Well, the Frost Lord and Stonehorn. I'm happy if the Frost Lord and Stonehorn is never good again for the rest of time. It's been good for five years. Just get it in the bin, and also. Also, it's a weird. It's another weird book where like they splatted two together, but never really merged. Why the frost lads and the normal lads are hanging out? Yeah, they never merged them, and then they were like, "By the way, also we hate the gluttons part. Fuck that. Just buy a frost Lord and stonehorn. <laughs> like, I don't, don't buy know. the fun ones that, where there's a ninja with a rolling pin. None of that. None of that. Just none of that. Just this guy. lad on a kind of woolly mammoth. Yeah. Um. And then finally, finally, we'll talk about Gargant's James. So, new book. Uh, we've already seen that Dad Brod is being released. So, the new special character. James, give me your 10 cents. What do you think? Dad Brod. Dad Brod and also the, yeah, and the, the new Gargant book being released. The, the Dad Brod. Model, which is a new just, miniature. It's just the worst. Why? Like, and I know people are going to like it. And I'm really sorry because I really wanted to like this, right? Oh, yeah. Because I quite like I quite like the Mega Gargan thing. I know it changed the matter. I know people hated playing it. But there was part of me was like, it was kind of cool. Like, it was kind of cool for it to change and things to change and the meta to change. And, like, I like the idea that people were like, I just want four big models. But what I don't get is, like, I was like, oh, I just want four big models. Oh, I've bought my four big models. Do they look different? No. Two have got a gimp mask. And two have got shoes on. <laughs> but do they look different? No, because I don't want to mod my models. I don't want to spend three hours modding them. So I've just got two lads in hat sli slippers and two lads in gimp masks. Oh, are they all stood the same? Yeah, they're all stood the same. Oh, that's weird. That is weird. But we photoed them in different positions so they don't yeah. look like they stood the same. But we're going to give you a new, exciting, big lad model. King of kings. Biggest lad of biggest lads. Oh, sweet. What's he look like? Oh, he's the same model with a new hat. 
He has got a big hammer as well. I don't care. The hammer's rubbish. He's yeah. just a guy with a new hat. And I know people are going to like him. I'm sure there's people out there. And I'm sure people with Mega Gargants are super excited. But it's just a new hat. His face is ugly. That's fine. He's a Mega Gargant. But he's... He, I honestly am just like... He could just be another lad. He doesn't look like a king. He doesn't like it like he kicked the ass of the other ones. He's just another lad. And if that upgrade sprue is an extra cost, also 10 out of 10 garbage. 10 out of 10 garbage, I agree. Uh, yeah, like, I, I'm in a weird spot. I didn't like the Gargan book when it got released anyway. Um, uh, mainly because, like, it played in a way that I like felt was completely like anti-ethical to how I thought gargants should be, right? They should just be big lumbering idiots and if they hit you, you die. And instead they were like they became like I stand on an objective weirdos. Um like uh, and that was it. Um so like I wasn't really a fan. Uh and then the sub factions really didn't do anything to like change or re-identify how they worked. I would have really liked to have seen the launch of some new man crushers. Like, you know, and had some more littles in a bunch of different ways. So, do you want my controversial take? Yeah, go on. I think the Man Crusher kit's better than the Mega Gargan kit. I also think the Man Crusher kit is better than the <laughs> Mega Gargan kit. I agree with that 100%. Like, like, someone the other day was like, oh, I can't believe they didn't give us new little ones. I'm like, no, give me some new legs. I'm sick of seeing the same four guys. Mm. I mean, I would have liked some new man crushers because then I think like you could have forced like and someone said in the chat, you could have forced it so you could only have one big man crusher. Like so like but then, you know, like you can only have one gatebreaker, but they're not gonna do that now because people have already bought like a million of these things and they wanna run four of them around and just be big. Yep. Right, which is fine. Like live your life, like go and enjoy yourself. I personally just don't really want this book to be in the game. That's just my general take on it. Like, I don't mind there being one. I wouldn't mind if the book gets released and the entire army is now only alliable or a mercenary that you take into armies as opposed yeah. to its own army. Um, and like, and that's just where I'm at with it. Like, I wish, I wish it was somewhere else, but I just, like, I don't get, I don't give a fuck. When someone puts a Mega Gargant army in front of me, I'm like, cool, whatever. Like, I just, I'm just not interested in any way, shape or form. Um, so like this is kind of where I'm at with it uh, and so I don't really have any advice or like not even advice or any thoughts on what I'd like the army to play like so what I'd like them to play like is getting into the bin and going home like it's what I'd like them to do <laughs> and then we'll talk about Saves the Darkness another day right that's what I'll, we'll do we'll talk about Saves the Darkness another day uh, Eddie makes in the chat says I love the idea of a giant list it's so cool just the way they play on the battlefield sucks I thought they'd be more like a fun green magic style deck yeah, I thought they'd be more like of a like a red aggro, punchy, just do loads of damage, then fall over and die, and if they land on you, they explode, and just kind of like they attrition the other way. Uh, which they I thought... probably don't fall over though, because they're really good at walking on their legs, because they've all got the same legs. Well, this is the bit that gets me. Like, you built an army, <coughs> and you're like, yeah, we want this army to like be a good object objective controlling army. You're like, that's so weird. Because it really doesn't feel how ogres, like, gargants would play. Like, they would just be like, I'm furious you're near me. And then they'd hit you. And that would be it. Like, that's all they do. 
Um, and so, like, yeah, I'm very confused. Maybe anyway. Gargans needed to play their own meta game where, like, you have, like, a hoard of treasure and you have to, like, randomly place it and then defend the hoard of treasure and you don't play the objective game, you play your own game. <laughs> Yeah, or they like, or they're just like, they just get furious that like, or that like that one of the like they're like that unit looks tasty, and then you just got tasty bonus points against it, right? Like, <laughs> and you could, and that's the other. Do you know what the do you know what the other crime was, James? They didn't make anything fun. They didn't let me like, oh, that's the tasty unit, and then oh, I've got a monstrous reaction where I salt and pepper them, and I get plus one to hit because I'm so excited about salt and pepper. Like, they didn't make it like jazzy and exciting. Like I get it's Age of Sigmar and it's serious, but they're dumb big lads. Make it also the bit that's annoying is it's Age of Sigmar and it's serious, but then Skaven blow up and get bounce on little squigs. Yes, like, pick a corner. Yeah, like it's yeah. A laugh or it's not. Yeah, like pick a lane. Like, like what? Are, like, and I really feel like Sons of Behemoth could be a fun army, right? Like, just fun. Like, yeah, that's it's destruction it be. too. Like, most of them are ready to have a laugh. I mean, them dumb old Iron Jaws are having a hard time punching people, but everyone else is having a nice time in destruction. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's all they do. Anyway, uh, really exciting time for Age of Sigmar. We'll t- maybe talk about Safe Startness next week, although we might have a... Do you know cost- what we should talk about really quickly? Tell me. That new Ogre model. The new Ogre model? Yeah. Do you like it? No. What? You can't end the show on a down. makes people sad. Why don't you like it? <laughs> I want to know where he's got those heads. What the... What? So the heads that are on his belt, what are they? The heads that are on his belt... Oh, they have not keyworded this website well at all. I'm like, where the fuck are ogres? Do you want the link? Yeah, send me the link. Send me the link. And then we could talk about it. Let's just talk about him quick, because I've looked at him again now, and I'm angry. Okay, hold on. Well, I'm not angry. Angry is probably the wrong thing. And I'd like the chat to tell me why he's good. This guy. I think he's amazing. Why don't you like him? Really? Yeah. What don't you like about him? I don't really like the fact he can't see. Yeah. Like, I feel like he needs his mom to push his hat up. Okay. Um, But mostly, right, that annoys me the most. Yeah. Is Is... what are the heads on his belt? Okay, he's got a cold one head from Cities of Sigmar. But it's not a cold one head, is it? Have we all seen a cold one? Because they don't look like that. So, no, the Dark Elf ones do. Yeah, but they're dead. No, they're in the game still. They're called. But they're not that big. They're called Drake Spawn Knights. Okay, but they're not that big. No, they're not that big. Maybe that was a big one. Maybe that was a mummy okay. one. Okay. And uh, where's the polar bear come from? Has he gone back to the fucking old world? <laughs> yeah, the polar bear's a weird shout. I'm not like, sure. Like maybe that's Kislev. Maybe Kislev's coming to Age of yeah, Thought about it's coming that. back. Yeah. I just, I just think you know, like earlier. We talked about, like, someone makes a model because they want to make a model, and then someone's like, uh... And I feel like someone made a model that's cool. Like, parts of this are cool. I'm not sure about his face, but, like, the heads are great. Like, I like the fact that dinosaur head is his quiver. That bear's awesome. Where's it come from? That's a good point. Where's it come from? And also, I guess the other bit is, is if you look at the Ogre Tyrant that they released, in fact, actually, I might still have it available for us to look at. If you look at, So they released this Ogre Tyrant a while ago, right? So this yeah. is like, and he's like classic more tribes. He's got the belly plate. 
Yeah, he's got yeah. like the different armor. He's collecting the Stormcast heads. He's got a couple of weapons. He was our classic ogre guy. And then they were just like, what about not? <laughs> like, but, but any also, of those things? Like, if we go back to the other lad. Yeah. Like, he's got a Stormcast head. He does. And he's got, what other heads has he got? He's got a Stormcast head. He's got maybe a, a head head and maybe a Beastman head. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So, like, I know where those heads came from. Where's this other guy getting his heads from? Yeah, okay. I, I mean, the polar bear one, I don't know. But the Drakespawn Knight, I can at least kind of, like, say. Ah, uh, see, you're just clutching. I, I am clutching. I am clutching. <laughs> I don't know. But that was my point. I just wanted to talk about him because I was confused. And I wanted the chat to tell me why he's so good. But I don't think anyone has yet. I, I, th- I think, I, I don't know if he, like, I think a lot of people are excited about him as a miniature. But how he gets into it, I can't get over all the Suns models are and, the same legs pose, says Stavros. Also, which is still throwing me. Yeah. Is why did they give us another hunter when that was the last ogre model we had? And the ogre model no, not that so we've got we have actually we we've got a underworld pi- no, So we had an underworld pirate. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, oh yeah, with, I forgot him. Yeah, the under. Of course, you forgot him. Do you want to know? With if a you parrot got, and stuff. Do you want to know if you go on the ogre store? Uh, sorry, on the ogre store here, like we have. Yeah, and you click see yeah. all. Do you think you're going to see the underworld's uh, pirate in here? No. Correct. You don't. You don't see it in there. Like it's just not on the store. Do they even sell him anymore. They do sell him. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. Black Powder, I think his name is. Um, <laughs> so, and then we also got. Uh, so, this is yeah, our second is. hunter because we got another hunter called Hrothroth. Hrothroth. Yeah, that lad. That right guy. Yeah. And there's oh, you also get a monkey with a pirate. I yeah, remember. You can. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, monkey. Uh, there's also a Cursed City ogre as well. Yeah, thank you, Grinaldi. Um, so, yeah, we haven't had like. Oh, yeah, there was him. So, Age of Sigmar's been out for six years and we've got ourselves one pirate. Two hunters and a tyrant. So. Technically, in the six years Age of Sigmar's been out, haven't ogres lost more models than they've gained? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> cool. But that's most armies too. That's most armies. Anyway, I James, guess so. Anyway, just to wait to bum out the end of the show. No, I'm not going to bum it out. Let's finish with some good news. What are you doing for the rest of your week? Oh, uh, I'm rebranding the Honest Wargamer. Oh. Nice. We're going to be my face. We're launching. Some slap chop merch. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh we uh and I'm working on a new project for October. And I'm doing a tabletop in ten minutes. Nice. Pretty busy week. And I'm live streaming every day, eleven eleven a.m. till three one PM. Nice. Yeah. Every day. Busy, that's positive. Yeah. It's not it's not like a rebrand rebrand. Like uh it's just like the new graphics. Because basically we spent ages. Uh, we are also doing, well, okay, I can announce it on the chat, but I don't want anyone to get too excited because we're still talking to some, um, uh, yeah, hashtag t- uh, a tabletop in 10 minutes or tit, uh, hashtag tit. Thank you in the chat. Um, so, James, obviously, if you're going to dry brush, uh, so most people don't know, but the, uh, the Snapchat video is now at 200,000 views, which is fun. Nice. So I thought we might do uh, some custom dry brushes to go with it. Why? How do you like the name Slap Chopsticks? <laughs> yeah, it's a winner. <laughs> what are you doing for the rest of the week other than being a barbarian? 
Uh, why am I? Why am I a barbarian? The beard? It's the beard? No, it's you're you're beard, playing in it? you're playing that game, the war game. Oh yeah, I'm actually a knight. I'm a long sword. Oh. Shield sword. Oh. Okay. Apologies. Apologies. A yeah. knight. Get it right. Okay. Uh, what what am I doing this week? I have loads of things on this week. I think. Hold on. My chat, I, want, one... I want the chat to not know this is not revenge for the objective markers. Probably. Slap chop six. Um, so, uh, yeah, on Friday, I'm playing Blood Bowl. Oh, wow! Blood Bowl, that's exciting. Yeah, learned the other day. Gonna oh, and you're and playing with Bretonians, aren't you? Well, they, they're they not turning up in time, apparently. But uh, I do have some undead lads. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Have you played before? Uh, I have played the computer game several times. Okay, all right. And then me and Meg had a first game the other day, so on. Friday, Miles is coming, uh, and he's going to teach us to play some more. Oh, that sounds really exciting. Because me and Meg played the other day, and we just had this great game where she probably shouldn't have done okay because she's playing Snotlings, and I'm playing some like undead lads that are apparently okay. And she kept being like, oh, I'll hit you uphill, where she rolls two dice and I pick it. Okay. That's how that works. And then she'd roll two dice, and I'd be like, oh, those are still both negative for me. So I'd be like, do I want this snotling to punch my werewolf in the face and knock him out, or punch my werewolf in the face and knock him out? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fun. I like that. I like that. I like that. I've still not yet done the Blood Bowl game, but soon. Soon. It seemed fun. I think it seemed fun. I think Blood Bowl's one of those ones that I would only play with painted minis, basically. Like... But anyway, uh, James, thanks very much for joining me for the show today. If you listen to us a podcast, Pleasure. stay hydrated. If you are watching back on YouTube, please like, subscribe and all those other things. And the Twitch chat, my friends, thank you for being in the chat. Thank you to everyone on the Honest Wargamer Patreon who supports the show so we can do it. My love to you all. Look after yourselves. Keep being an Honest Wargamer or some other uh, lame catchphrase to end the show. Hashtag Slapchop6. Hashtag, hashtag tit.